Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And today, we have a special episode for you guys. We are doing a live Ask RTC Anything inside of our Facebook group, but recording it and playing it later. So if you're in the Facebook group watching right now, we're taking any question you got. We're going to answer it here on the show. So start dropping it in the comments. What questions do you want us to answer? Anything else before they know, before we go? No, let's go. Let's go. Well, that was a bit of a couple blunders there. <laughs> That's all right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll roll with well, it I'm right now. Well, I'm trying to sign into my iPad for Facebook because I took it off my iPad because I didn't have space. And now oh. they're like, oh, we want you to do this. Swipe. And it's like, there's a code that was sent. So I can't log into Facebook well, I don't like on that. my iPad right now. So it's totally okay. <gasps> Marlene, you're live? You're with us? What is the most embarrassing thing? Girl, how is New Zealand? I forgot to check on uh, flight tickets today. So this is your first live ever, and you're in New Zealand. So what time is it right now? What time is it in New Zealand right now? We're on a delay, so we'll have to see what that says in the yeah, show so notes. Let's, uh, yeah, so we'll keep, uh, we'll keep it going. But uh, yeah, Mark, it's good to be here for another episode. The uh, Ask RTC Anything Real Talk Christian Podcast Community episode. So it'll be fun to, to at 1.30 p.m. That's what time it is. But, That's what uh, time it is right now. But we're doing a real actual yeah. show. We're going we're gonna to do the whole kit and caboodle, the show. We're going to go. Oh, that's better. Now I can actually read what the heck people are saying. There you go. I'm trying to still get into my Facebook, right, and I'm I getting got, there. I so, got it. So, so well, let's just start off with an easy one, bro. What coffee are we drinking? Right which now, This is our second cup of the evening, so we're going to be the, hyper. We had to drink coffee on our live event. So, But uh, this is the Mount Comfort coffee from costco which i it cracks me up i say this every single episode jim we're Oles. drinking let's see what's in the yeah, cups see, jim dude we're drinking costco stuff bro yeah, it's costco he's I, getting lazy uh, i yeah he's getting lazy i'm busy you're busy i'm busy boy busy doing what not making coffee wow sorry i'm sassy i'm hyper we're on Heck facebook live so i'm a little sassy that's down, okay sir. <laughs> i'm hyper i'm caffeinated holy spirit activate because i'm hyper <laughs> Wow. All right. That is where we well, are at. We, uh, this last episode we just recorded, we... Are we in the Facebook group or on the Facebook page? We're, we're in the group. The, it's not loading uh, for me. Well, then I'm sorry. But uh, anyways, uh, we played a little game, my friend. Oh, yes, we did. So uh, last week's episode, which is our last recording, which we just finished. Local, Costco dropped some of your local, like local stuff? Really? Oh, that's cool. Go, cool. That's Jim says that. But uh, so what, what's the game called again? Do you remember what the game is? Let, let's keep moving on because this is a show we are going to publish. This so is called Do You Know Me? We can't just read the comments I all day. Know, You've got to focus out with on Jim, the show. I like hanging out with but Jim. focus on the show. This is called Do You Know Me? And right. so basically the whole point of the game is you ask, like, like it's kind of like the whole like, uh, the what well, it was like an old dating game that they used to have where basically you Ooh. ask one set of person a bunch of questions and then the other person has to answer them and then you flip roles right so last episode fuller at, was uh, he he answered 12 different questions 15 and, 15, 15, 15 questions 15 and I questions. had to see how many I got right and I got 85 83 percent so this episode I've already answered my my 15 so, questions and so now, now we're just waiting for the ads to officially go away so now I've got to go back through and I'll read the question and the choices and what I think Mark would have chose. Yep, here you go, Chris. Let's respond I'm to a little the scared. questions and see right. how well you know me. So, so here's let's see the, if you guys here's the know first me question, well. right? What is Mark most scared of? Heights, bills, clowns, 
spiders. Okay, when I read Bills, I read that as the Buffalo Bills. That's I'm what not I just lie. did too. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the Buffalo Bills. Oh man, I don't think I've ever heard you talk about what you're scared about. Yes, you have. About. I don't think so. But if I had to pick, I don't think it's the Bills. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's. I don't think it's clowns. I'm gonna go with heights. I'm not scared. Dang of heights. it, spiders! I well, I'm like, okay, I, I hate clowns, but I, I, I was like, Man. bills. I thought buffalo bills, and I'm like, I'm not scared of a buffalo bill. You know, the uh, what is it, the mop bill mafia or whatever. Mm. But so I'm like, yeah, spiders. All right, what but would? I, but I'm really not. It's more if they're hairy and train. I'm out. What would Mark prefer for breakfast? Toast, cereal, eggs, or just a drink? I'm gonna go just a drink. You just need a good old cup of coffee. Gonna buy me a drink? No. D- dang it, for cereal. cereal? I'm sucking. Dude, mini These are wheats? Ho- Wait, how did you get like, what's your favorite color? Oh, there's other easy ones. But that was a hard one because I do normally just drink coffee. That's what I, you've always said. Oh, yeah, I just had a cup of coffee this well, morning. No, that's all I had. I drink. Like, I normally eat a and granola then, bar every morning unless there's cereal. But, dude, mini wheats, see, berry blast, I Cap'n never Crunch, hear you talk about cr- cereal. Oh, see, ever. Beth knows. Well, she lives with you. I would hope she knows. Dude, is that Jim hanging out? Like, I, I can't find yeah, the video. I'm going cereal, Jim said. See, Jim knows me better than Jim you. Jim said spiders, and then Jim said I'm going cereal. Jim is, All right. Dude, seriously, Jim is two for two. Yo, what's right. up with David Weaver? So where would Mark go on a day off? The countryside, the city, the beach, stay at home. There's no coffee shop in here. Yes, there is. On you a have to day, go figure out where the coffee shops off, are at. I'm going to say the city. Figure out where the coffee shops are at. Hey, I got it. There you go. It's about time I got one. Man, Fuller I'm has one. What is Mark's favorite time of the day? Uh, I'm going to say after lunch because you like your afternoon. That's like where you. Yeah, that's my favorite that, time. That's your, that's your jam. Look at that. Nathan I got that Deal right. just said Frosted Flakes. What's that? Dude, when you were a kid. Frosted Flakes. Did you guys do Frosted Flakes and then added more sugar on top? Because that's what we did in the 90s. I, listen, I just listened to. Uh, Hallie said, I just listened to an older episode with Mark talking about loving cereal. I know Thank he lo- you. I know he loves cereal. No, but I know you love Every cereal. Every night I used but to But not eat for breakfast. You don't ever talk about eating things for breakfast. Normally, I eat granola and bar. That was the that was the question. You always talk about. I just had a cup of coffee for breakfast, and then I got to the grind. He's or I had to go take. He's wrong. No, I'm just telling you what you talk about. All right, what would Mark always carry with them in a travel bag? A phone charger, extra money, travel guide, toothbrush, phone charger. Hundred percent phone charger. All right, what superpower would Mark like to have? Super strength, be able to stop time, invisibility, be able to fly. I'm going to say be able to stop time. Oh, hey, fly? Dude, we've talked about this in other episodes. Fly? Really? Because then I don't have to pay for air fl- airfare. Of course we added sugar. A huge perk of having kids is to keeping sugary, sugary. Yes, but don't tell my crunchy mom friends because right. they'd be right. mad at us. Remember, this is a... The, we're... We got, we got to pay Sorry. attention here, too, because this is a recording. That's true. That's true. Sorry, guys. All right. What would Mark rather be? A famous singer, an, uh, an elite athlete, a respected politician, or great architect? I'm going to go with the athlete, bro. You and your soccer. You'd rather be playing at the World Cup right now. Even though I would love to be a singer, too, because I So if there were only 24 hours until the world ended, what would Mark do? Drink coffee. Oh, sleep. Look for a good view. Every crazy thing he could think of, say goodbye to everyone. Mmm. This was a hard one. So here's, I will say, here's my thing, right? I have a different option. I have a fifth option. I would want to see how much coffee I could drink before it hurts. Here's my thing, like, though. Like, legitimately hurts. If I know it's going to end, dude, let's just go. Let's just put that pedal down and just pound coffee. Uh, just I, see what happens. I'm guessing you would do any of these things as long as Beth was there. Um, that just got wildly inappropriate. Okay. Why is that inappropriate? You would sleep. That's not inappropriate. You'd look at a good view. That can't. Okay. I guess I could see if you're dirty-minded. All right. <laughs> Say goodbye to everyone. How is that dirty? I don't know. 
It's that that part. See, not. but what what what? what I think play? you're gonna do every crazy thing Beth, you think of. Beth just said I should be tracking these questions to see if I can what? answer them better than Fuller. We already called you out, babe. You're late. All right, so I got that one wrong again. Uh, what would Mark prefer to receive as a gift? Chocolate, books, flowers, or alcohol? I'm gonna go books. Alcohol, because everything else is cheap. What as a gift? I want coffee. I love coffee. Coffee is my favorite gift. So I'm like, I don't all really right. like. I don't know I don't you at books. all. I don't want flour. Why would I want flour? I would have never guessed. I can go alcohol. get a Kit Kat and be happy. So, but you show up with like a ninety dollar bottle of bourbon. I go and complain. I'll okay, never, I'll never drink it. But I'm, you're sorry, babe. Look at Beth. I'm busy parenting your children. That's why I'm late. My all bad. right. My bad. What would Mark take with them to a desert island? A book, a radio, a knife, a football. I'm gonna go a book. The radio. Mm-hmm. You're so weird, man. You know, you just talked about last episode how you don't listen to music other than a little bit of country here and there, and that's it. A lot of country, but I listen to a lot of podcasts and YouTube stuff. But, but that's dude, not yeah. the radio. I might that's get not angry a, meatloaf. That, that's not a radio. But either way, I, I'm like, ah, we'll pick a radio. I can listen to something because I'd be I'd be driven mad if I don't have something to keep me entertained. Uh, what does Mark prefer talking about? Sports, celebrities, religion, politics. See, here's the problem, right? Because three out of the four you talk about all the time. Sports, celebrities, and religion? Yes, sir. And surprisingly, I watch a lot of politics on YouTube now to be surprised with You are a lion sack. You talk about celebrities more than you do anybody. More than religion. Okay, no, no, no. Guys, guys, stop. One of, the, one of the answers was religion. What are we doing right but now? But that's all you do is that on Friday. Every other time we're talking about this guy and that guy and this sport and that sport, or you're talking about this celebrity it's and that true, sp- but, celebrity. But so I'm you talking are, about religion see, more than anything else combined. I, I, all right, now I'm going to call you out. What's up, DJ Mays? You a liar, sir. You lied in these answers to trip me up. Beth, I'm calling you a liar. You celebrities. Beth, Beth, what's the answer? Hey, what's the m- answer, Beth? M- musicians, sports, yeah. actors. These are all celebrities. Yeah. Mark, celebrity, Beth, celebrity, right? No. Fuller, no. celebrity. How would, how would Mark prefer Beth would to say religion. Eat it. She Just because she just heard the answer. Anyways, how would you, uh, how would Mark prefer to spend a weekend fishing, rock climbing, sunbathing, going to concerts? Yeah. Going to concerts. Going to concerts. Even though if it was with you, bro, dude. A mean fishing weekend? I don't know, bro. I'm doing horrible on this. We may not be friends after all this. (laughs) (laughs) If they made a movie about Mark's life, what type of movie would it be? What is my life? A comedy, a drama, action, or romantic? Obviously drama. drama. (laughs) My life is very dramatic. Say the drama for your mama. I am dramatic. All right. If Mark could, what would one of their senses would they improve? (sighs) Gotta read read all four so they know. Sight, hearing, taste, or smell? Drop it in the comments, guys. Mm. If I would rather have better seeing, hearing, Sight, tasting, or hearing. smelling. I'm going to go. This is a very obvious one if you know me super well. <sighs> really? Hearing? I got great taste buds. I got a good sniffer. I got I great eyesight. My see, hearing sucks. Okay. What adjective best describes Mark? Don't go with the funny one. I almost <laughs> went with the funny one. Don't go with the funny one. <laughs> see? Smell, tasting. Everybody is guessing exactly what I guessed. You, you a liar to all okay, of so, us. Okay, so 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 what attitude right. best describe you? What are the childish, four happy, sociable, hard? Don't working. click anything yet. The funny answer of childish is the answer everyone thinking of. That's not what I put. I guess the right answer. What'd though. you put, dude? You a grinder? I'm a grind. I grind. You work hard, dude. I try to work really you, hard. You a grinder, dog. But you know when people are like, "Are you childish? Are you fun? Are you?" I mean, I'm obviously childish. I'm a I'm a grown <laughs> child. <laughs> I mean, There's no question. I am a grown man child. Aren't we all? <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, I, I like to grind. I like to hard work. Oh, so so right. right now, given this percentage, I got eighty five percent, eighty three percent of you, your questions. Know, right. What did you get? I know you got better than me. These get degrees though, homie. What Ooh. you got? What do you think I got? I think you got a C. I think you got a solid like seventy nine. 79 or 80. That's like eight out of 10. 
but there's 15. I think you only got like three wrong. Four wrong? Bro, I only got a 70. Ah, <laughs> you got a D. I got a 70, bro. Bro, you are, I mean, technically, is that an F? Was, is no, that considered an F? 67. No. 67 was an F in high school. 67 was an F. Dude, well, D, D's get degrees, homie. Uh, C's and D's. I, I have nothing to say. Anyways, hey guys, how's it going? But that was uh, that's what we're drinking. Oh, I did have a review. We do have a review to read. I'll, I'll, I'll do it off my phone. That You're going to pull the review yeah. up? So while we are getting ready to have this conversation, guys, we have a handful of more minutes of just us talking stupid stuff this before is, we actually is, answer this your question. So props to me for being a front-end developer. I suck at JavaScript and said, this is stupid. Those MySpace background codes gave me false ups. Now, I will say I'm not great with javascript but your boy can do some css like i mean that's that's what i do so So, but yes i'm a front end guy yep if people don't know it's in the comments okay we're ready i'm stalling remember not everybody can see the comments in the video so that's true just remember that that's true that's true okay but drop your guys questions in the comments the questions that you want us yeah start doing that because after the review we're going to jump in and start the the question answering so 10 star review by caleb m amos Hands down, best podcast in my library currently. Thank you for being a resource for so many questions I had growing up about faith and believing, but had no one to ask. Lots of love. We appreciate it, Caleb. Thanks for the love. Thank you. And just like always, if you guys do leave us a review, get in touch with us. Life has been nuts right now. Mini like, swag bag, bro. Uh, we, we even needed to get the uh, giveaway back out for a little bit, and it just hasn't happened because uh, both of us have been swamped with working well, kids in and, life. And let's, let's be honest here. It's my fault. No, it's the fact that your I haven't kid made the, flooded your house. Well, I haven't made... Yeah, the one... <laughs> all right, funny story while you guys are typing right now, which I don't know if you guys are. We, this might be a really short episode, but uh, last night... No, Beth has a doozy of a question. Yesterday, I was... Up. Well, Beth Beth asks questions all the time. Beth, you're not allowed to ask any questions. Sorry. Janiel already yelled at him for that. And Janiel can't ask any questions either. No wives can ask questions today. We do tons on. of episodes on wives Beth asking Beth has questions. a good one, though. But save it for another topic, then. That's not today. Today is the other people. But anyways, the uh, story last night was uh, on my way home. I get a call from Janelle, and I'm like, what's up? And she's all like, uh, yeah, see, she just said she, she will save her question for the podcast time. Uh, Boo you. Yeah, that's right, Beth. We're going to make that episode all about you, girl. Anyways. Yeah, she has one called episode, <laughs> 30, episode 39. There's a bunch of episodes that have been Beth's ass. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, back to the story time with Fuller. Uh, so my, the toilet was, oh no, it wasn't on my way home. She told me the toilet was plugged. Don't let her forget to unplug it while I fell asleep and we forgot. And then Noel at one point, it was full of number twosies and, uh, uh, real questions by the way, Obed. Uh, wait, what was the question? Real or fun? We want um, real quiet. You can do fun, but do the real ones. We, um, want, we want real good ones. So anyways, the toilet overflowed with a number one and number two all over the bathroom and seeped down through the floor in the basement, all over a bunch of stuff in the basement. And so I got to play, rather than getting the, the giveaway bag ready, I got to play cleanup, and it was joyous. A pooper scooper. Yeah, it was nasty. But anyways, all right, here we go. But, but before we jump in, I do have to say, because some comments at the very beginning, like Garrett put in here, which Garrett, you're at, uh, you're, at uh, you're a bulldog, right? Mississippi State, I think is where you're at. He says, uh, please be in prayers for the Mississippi Baptist Convention College Conference. That's a mouthful. This weekend, it's an amazing way to serve the Lord. And all the stuff that's happening in college campuses all across the nation. 
Definitely. The NBCCC. So Marlene, since she's here on New Zealand time, which is stupid wild, uh, easy question to get started with. What's the most embarrassing thing you have ever worn? Mine was a pink prom dress when I was in seventh grade because I wanted to win the karaoke night. And the uh, really cute girls were telling me, you should do it. And I'm like, do it for the grand, baby. Let's go. Do it for the vine. Uh, do it for the like. So mine was, yeah, and it's on the internet. It's on Facebook. Go to my Facebook profile. Oh, my goodness. Skip over all the pictures of, mm, and go to the very, very beginning. You'll see me in a pink dress. I cannot honestly remember. So, anyways, back to the oh, real questions. On. I don't. I don't remember. I, I've never thought about. Oh, I dressed normal. Sorry, I'm boring. I'm Sorry, mo- I'm monotone. You're monotone. <laughs> anyways, all right. What uh, you right. got? What question so are we starting with? First question. Uh, Nathan Dill says, which I think is Deal. I think it's Deal. Because I had a okay, buddy who was that Which he's coming now. He's coming to Revive Fest. Sure. Whoop, whoop. So, what can we do to help Christians currently being persecuted for their faith, mainly thinking about those in the Middle East and East Asia? Um, you know, there's a lot of good, uh, missionary agencies out there that are, um, sending missionaries and doing different programs to, um, either one, help people get out of those situations or two, try to support those. Um, I'm trying to remember voice of the martyrs is one, but there's another one that's really popular that, that you don't get the States doesn't. I mean, the SBC much. does a lot. I thought the Baptist convention does a ton with yeah, international mission. There's, board. there's one that, and I forget where they're out of, but they actually like, they go and if you want to get out as a Christian out of that area, they will go. Oh, and, really? And I never heard out. of that. Yeah. So like they legit uh, smuggle you out. Yeah, And I forget the name of the organization, but they'll, they'll get you out. They'll smuggle you out and get you like, well, we better be careful about what yeah. we say online then. So, uh, <laughs> We, Just we, saying. we say a lot of stuff anyways. Uh, so yeah, um, th- there's, uh, uh, several different organizations. You can Google it and, uh, um, support people that are already doing that type of work. If you are not called to that type of work yourself, you know, there's also uh, David Platt has secret church where they do mm. a whole lot of, um, Mark pronounced the na- deal. There you go. Um, but so focus, I got, I got, I got, focus. I got Nathan's take, name, I'm, right. I'm going to take your iPad away. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, but, you know, David Platt has something really cool called uh, Secret Church, and it's primarily built around college kids and young adults and, and older teenagers. But the idea with that is it's kind of the – it gives you the idea of what it's like to be over there in the Secret Church. But, you know, what can we do as Americans? To be answer, the answer with you is we're supposed to be Christians and, and bloom where we're planted. Yes, give financially, do what we got to do, but at the same time, we have to impact the world around us as well. And so if someone said, what can we do about the Christians overseas? I would say, yes, give financially, give supportively, pray for those people over there. But at the end of the day, Christians who are in the 1040 window, I feel like they have such a drive where it's like, yes, we're following Jesus. We're going to go and we're going to do it. Um, we just want to know that, you know, that you're supporting us in that. And it's, it's a really hard reality to do. I don't think everyone's called to leave their hometown and go be a missionary, but we're all called to be a missionary in the hometowns we find ourselves in. Sure. Like, that's just a fact. Like, that's just what Christianity is all about. And so I don't know how to do a good answer to what can we do currently as Christians, those who are persecuted, because to be honest with you, physically support where you can support. We can't do a whole lot except support. We can support and pray where we can pray and then do what we're supposed to do right right here, right now. So let's move on to the next question here. I'm trying to do these. Uh, so David hey, Weaver asked the same question about this going to. <laughs> all right. We're not reading it now that you mentioned it. So oh, crap. <laughs> so uh, Haley Fant. All right. She, uh, says, uh, what are your opinions on the authenticity of the lost books of the Bible? I think I've heard Fuller briefly mention, oops, a few before on an episode I've listened to. I'm not a Catholic, nor was I raised. 
but I've always felt conflicted on the belief about them and how authentic they truly are. We actually did a full episode on this question. I don't remember what episode it was. I'll find it real quick. But it was about the Apocrypha and uh, the lost books of the Bible. And basically, a quick synopsis, but I would encourage you to go back well, and listen how about, to that can, can I Can I adapt the question since we have covered that topic pretty well? What about other books like the Book of Mormon, which is like another gospel of Jesus Christ? Should we segue into that? But they're asking specifically about this. Okay, do you do you, boo-boo. So, I, so the Apocrypha books, right, the, the lost books of the Bible, um, if you know much about how they chose the canon Episode of the Bible. Episode 129. Thank you. Uh, if you uh, if you know much about how they chose the canon, and we go through it in, in episode 129, uh, there it was based on, um, was it written by an apostle or a close associate of apostle? Did it uh, agree with most of the Bible? And what was the other one? There was three like main heavy hitters. That oh, there had to be were, wide circulation of it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, wide acceptance in the church, in the early church of that book. Yeah, like the church The letter. church didn't make the Bible. The church together more the fact of like, no, we all recognize this anyways. Right. So let's put it into a exactly. canonical so, Bible. Um, I think like the Book of Thomas, the, the Gospel of Peter, those books... Um, uh, I, I have to church the early, I have to church. I have to trust the early church fathers, <laughs> uh, to say that, Hey, they probably were closer to it. Um, it was widely accepted that when they picked the, the books of the canon, um, the apocrypha books, the, the, from Micah, you know, it was basically the books that were written between Micah and Matthew. Um, even the Jewish culture never took them as, um, authoritative scripture. If you look in the uh, Hebrew Bible or the Jewish Bibles, um, they are not the apocryphal books are not in those um, those sets of scripture for the Jewish people, right? Yep. Now I will not say, the, if not you the want JPS. a fascinating read, dude. The the Maccabean books, sure, are fun, but they were never canon, right? And it no. was it was extra curricular. It's like reading a book by John Piper, and and more than even just that. I mean, the Jews, I believe, don't even recognize the apocryphal books as old testament scriptures right right i believe right yeah no they don't and so so when it comes to these extra books in one regard just the fact of like what you said is what does the early church have to say about this and 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 i don't want to say lean into that tradition but lean into that tradition so what else we got what's the next question all right oh you put it on the screen yeah i've been doing what is the will of the father yeah what is the will of the father so this one we will adapt a little bit, and and well, I'm, I got a quick answer. I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase it like, uh, so what is the will of the Father? Or the will of the Father, or, according to Jesus, is that everyone who looks on the Son and believes and has to have eternal life. Right. John six forty. So how can we know the will of the Father? Ooh, it's like the playground. Uh, <laughs> we had another episode on this. Mark and I view I love, it a little differently. I love this conversation. Uh, I, yeah, go back and if you go to our website, realtalkchristianpodcast.com, and you just type in will in the search bar, it'll pull that up because uh, I think it was God's will is what the episode name was. Mark's doing it right now. Boom. And there's a whole oh. bunch of other ones. Oh, because yeah. We did. Finding God's will for my life, there episode 22. Oh, first season. Yeah. 
So finding uh, God's will for my yeah, life. Yeah, we we both have a little bit of a different opinion on that one. Uh, so he, do a do a quick summary about how do you know God's will for your so life? So I believe that there's a perfect will and a allowable will in God uh, that God has. Uh, the perfect will was that uh, none should perish and everyone have eternal life, and that there was no sin, and that we would have obeyed and still been in the garden. That was the perfect will of God, and God allowed things to happen. And this is God's allowable will. This is where. Um, the choices are made and God allows things to happen and we make certain choices based upon reaction. We're reactionary creatures. And so we make choices based out of a reaction of how this is going, how that's going, how this is going, how that's going. And because of that reactionary basis uh, in our habitualness, uh, God knows what we're going to choose. And he allows, habitualness, the, he, I like that word. he allows some things and probably doesn't allow other things. Like when you're praying for that new Ferrari, he's probably more than likely not going <laughs> to allow that one. Um, but he may allow some things like, hey, you made a bad choice and robbed a bank. Now you're going to jail. That's, well, that's natural. That's, those are, that's natural consequences. You right. Know? But I also, as you know, believe that God is in control of all things, knows all things, and uh, orchestrates all things. And I agree with that. So. But at the same time, you know, man, I don't say man has free will as much as the fact of we see that man are held accountable for his decisions, which means man has to make their own decisions too. Right. But he had to provide the environment for us to have any type of decision. And just like we can't choose him without the Holy Spirit first wooing us to him, that is scripture. And I and, and I agree <laughs> with that from the from the outside looking in, but in the reality by which we find ourselves, we also are called because every man has to give an account for how he lives his life. God's a fair and righteous judge. So although and this is where you and I differ, because I, I mean, mean, and yet because you're 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 a Calvinist, and yet, but I'm more of a and yet he's I'm, still, I'm not a full determinist, and yet he's still hardened pharaoh's heart before oh, Mo- before moses ever showed well, up i can do it god god will do it does he always i think so i mean we see in second think- second corinthians three four we're talking about the fact of you know unless god opens the eyes of the blind or how can god how, how, how can they know until god or until the holy spirit opens their eyes but at the same time from the you did ins- not choose me i chose from the you. inside looking I've known out you from your brother's though, womb. i've but, been there's constantly but you can't throw away the other verses where it talks about what, you will give account you have to do sure. this but you put your money where your mouth is you sure. say you got faith put some works to it um, we all will have to stand before the judge so, we're we're called to love widows and orphans and their care and we and i feel like people a lot of times will kind of you know, do I believe God causes you to do things? No, I said allow. Right. So that's like a parent, right? And you know, you tell that kid, "Hey, don't touch that hot stove." Yeah, but I'm also now, you could not physically, gonna, but I'm not going to tee my kid up to burn himself. No, either. you tell them, but there's a teaching moment at sometimes, right? Right. So think of it this way. All right, I think of a person who has a drinking problem. And their father tells them, "Hey, stop drinking. You need to stop drinking." They keep trying to tell them, trying to tell them. Well, they're still doing it, and finally, they go, "I'm not going to say no more." Mm-hmm. And they continue to do it, and now they go and drive and kill somebody. And there's a consequence to that. Right, now, there's that a natural they, consequence. They have to answer for that, right? right? They have to answer for that death because of the sin they chose. Now, could that father have stopped it? Well, could God have stopped it? Yeah. Okay, so God didn't stop. He allowed it to happen. Right. But I just well, want to be clear. But, 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 but a couple things you said is the fact of God orchestrates will, set up, creates these things. That would be the same as me saying, I set up the perfect environment for my kid to die. And that's not right either and that's why i say there's a danger going too far in that and that's why i have the idea of god's will being more like a playground or the fact of but we see in scripture don't do this don't do this don't totally goes against romans 8 28 through the end of the chapter and all of romans 9 and i agree but 
you can't throw away the rest of the Bible. No, but one, what I'm saying one, is, is one that if you, if you look, I'm not, it's not one or two chapters. It's written throughout the entirety of the scripture. Right. I'm way. just saying there's the way and to that, view the outside the, looking in, the, but the inside looking out the, too. The way you're viewing it is only a few select verses that view it that way. No. So they're, they're, scripture can't contradict here. I agree. But there has to but, be a, a ground where both truths fit together. Right. And this is where I struggle with mentally with the fact of if we say what you just said of all these different things, that means every single person has ever lived who doesn't follow God does not have to give account for how they live because God put them in an no, environment by do. which to suffer. They still do. They still have to give the account. But see, that's in some regards. God, no, God set up that's some regards God set up the environment and gave us will, right? To choose or not to choose. Right. There's still a will. Right, he still has a will, and if what you're saying is true, and it's just a playground, we're just on Earth to have a playground and make our own choices. I'm not because you didn't let me finish. You've been talking the whole time. That is not true. <laughs> I've been letting you talk. You just stopped talking, and I started talking. I'm just saying if what you're Keep saying going, is, if you're what you're saying is true, uh-huh. then you totally discredit where it talks about the Holy Spirit bringing you to to God. Right. That you would never choose God if it wasn't for him choosing right. you first. And you're talking about just the fact of the spiritual side. And I'm talking about your everyday decision life that you have to make decisions for. How do you separate the two when we are spirit? Because we're also body. Being just a spirit is a Greek philosophy. That's Greek more than the Bible. So you believe that when your body dies, there's nothing that goes on. No, I believe you have a spirit and a oh, soul. So you do have a spirit. But you've been bought with the price, so therefore glorify God with your body. So you do have a spirit. Mm-hmm. And those who don't choose Christ... Do they just cease to exist when they die? No. Oh, they go on too? You're, but you're building up my argument without me giving my argument. That's a fallacy. No, I'm asking questions. Right. You said that that the, the idea of a spirit was a Greek philosophical answer. No, 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 no just the spirit. Because that's the Gnostic no. view of your body don't matter. No, it does matter. Right. I'm saying that we have a spirit, and you said spirit doesn't matter in the physical realm. No, 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 no. That, that we, I said just spirit doesn't matter. I, and I didn't say that just matter either, but right. I'm saying we are spirit. But for me, with God's will... The Bible gives us very clear directives of this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus, that you abstain from fornication, you pray without ceasing, and then there's other verses in there, love widows and orphans in their distress. Sure. And there's, so there's other things that Obedience, we are called yeah. to do. Sure. But I'm talking about when you know what God's will is for what college to go to, what job you should take, what who you should marry. It's more the fact of we over-spiritualize some of these decisions and conversations. Like for the fact of if I'm looking at two different business jobs, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's pros and cons for both. You have to weigh them out. And I do think you need to pray over that and meditate and make the right decision. But at the same time, you can't do one and then think, oh, I'm going to screw up the will of God if I choose the wrong one, because that's how I grew up. I grew up with the fact of if sure. you chose a public secular university, you've already ruined God's will for your life. Like, no. that's what I was taught. No, but you do have to think about what is going to be more glorifying for God, because are we on this earth for us or are we on this earth to serve God? What's the purpose? Why were we created? You're created it goes to, back to enjoy, that. You're, enjoy, you're, you were created to know God and enjoy him so forever. Don't you think in any decision you make, you should always keep that at the forefront of your thoughts? Right. But then there's some decisions where you just got to make a decision. Like, I don't think I can choose to glorify God if I pick vanilla over chocolate ice cream. No. You know? I, 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 well, you could. You could. But see, I think that's hyper-spiritualizing may, the crap may, out of No, it. maybe if you're diabetic and maybe it's very, uh, very good for you. <laughs> Okay, I got to bring this in. Jim just said, break it up, boys. And Obed said, I really should have asked another question. (laughs) 
Hey, no, you teed is, us up, baby. This is ask us anything. All right, is, so should we jump to another question, Obed? Should we, we jump yeah, in? Go back to, what was it, tw- 22. We go through all these arguments. And Let's I, see. I, now, I will say, make sure we get back to agreement. We both believe that God calls us into salvation. We're, we're, we both we're, believe in that. We're talking up here theologically debate, yeah. which has been debated and for years. that's what I'm saying, but years. when you bring it down earth, is we have to give account for every single action that we have. So as you live your life, do it in such a way that does bring see honor and glory to God. So, yeah. You opened up a can of... Hey, y'all Y'all said you like it when we disagree. And y'all opened up right, a can of worms on this mug. What is this one? All right. Uh, curious of your thoughts on the Asbury revival and other uh, others recently. Do we thoughts. count any movement of God like this as a revival? You want to give your opinions? No, go ahead. I'll let you go first since I talk too much. <laughs> now you're cheating me up, man. I was going, oh, no, 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 no. What, what, was the, what was the joke we made last episode? Um, best part about waking up is being whacked with a hit. Uh, hit best part of waking up. Yeah, getting hit face in the cup. Yep. Come back in like four months to hear that conversation. But for, for those who are alive. Um, but so do we count this as a revival? You know, I look at those different verses in the Bible where the fact of when God's name is glorified, we need to, we need to glorify God as well in that. And sure. so when we see different people come into follow Jesus and pouring their hearts out and giving their lives to Jesus and worshiping him. I think why would anybody discredit that? You know, even the apostle Paul says, I don't care if I'm preaching, they preaching, they preaching as long as God's name is glorified, you know, praise be to Jesus. And I feel like for, for me coming out of the independent fundamental Baptist movement, I'll be honest with you. I don't like the word revival. I actually have always not liked the word revival because the way I was taught is we have to go force the revival mm. almost in the same way. Like this, this stuff that's coming out with Bethel right now, West coast Bethel of the fact of no, 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 we need to force God's kingdom on earth. Like we need to send out these positive vibes and create this unique vibe. Legitimately, as you breathe, you create vibrations of the earth that will force God's kingdom in weird crap. But you know, revival was always one of those things where we have to go drag people's butt to church and then hellfire and brimstone into heaven. That's what I've always known as revival. Right. But what is revival? Revival wasn't even a word until like the 15th century, I think, or something like that. Mm. But the idea of revive is just to breathe new life and something like you revive your website, you revive your wardrobe. You, if you, if, if you do sourdough, you have to revive your sourdough starter. If you got to feed it or if it doesn't go away, but with revive, that's kind of like rekindling the flame. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing I'm figuring, try to, that I would say is this part frustrates me about this whole thing. People are calling it the Asbury revival or Osbury, whatever you want to do the revival. Like this is a, a very staple time and place. That's going to be like day of Pentecost that goes off. Cause we're trying to find a new day of Pentecost. And I'm like, yo, why can't we just let moments be moments? Why mm. can't we just celebrate, you know, rejoice with those who rejoice. weep with those who, re- who, who weep. Why can't we legit just enjoy the moment that's happening? Know that it's a moment, pray that it is real and that it continues on and goes forth, but you can't call it just, a revival until you look down three or four generations and go, holy crap, the whole world was changed because of this. Sure. Like the great awakening, right? You know, the great awakening was something that revived a whole lot of things, but what country did the great awakening start in England? England, Right. That's a post-Christian nation, right? That is a farthest thing from a Christian nation right now, Mm. which is the way a lot of us are going, but (laughs) point to me, point to me, a Christian nation. That's true. That's true. But, but, you know, the idea of the fact of, you know, we have these things, like we're just looking for these big momentous occasions, like the day of Pentecost and revival and this. And I'm like, yo, why can't we just say, yo, every soul that goes into heaven, that's a win. That's a victory. That's awesome. And let's celebrate, enjoy it. And hopefully these college kids can take that excitement, go on for it. It can bring inspiration other ways. I mean, Cedarville's having a similar moment. There's several. A lot of colleges are. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, really, really awesome. And we can't discredit it. We can't do it. And this is coming from the the theological philosophical pessimist okay 
the fact of I'm like, I ain't, that's a load of crap. These are just emotional college kids. You're trying to get out of class. That's mm. what this is all about. And I don't, I don't think that is, but the fact of, you know, this is a moment in time for these kids. Why can't we just mm. let it be that this is a moment in time for these kids. We're trying to create a new day of Pentecost and create a new thing. And, and all of a sudden, like, I see revival happening and, and it's going to shake. Their, why can't it just be a moment of God that's a super cool thing and we can enjoy the moment for what it is? That's my opinion. Yeah, and I mean, I agree with you in everything you just said. Uh, it, it, we're always looking for the next best thing, the next best movement, the next best feeling. And really, the proof is in the pudding. Like you said, you can't, really, in the pudding. you can't really call it a revival until it's gone, you know, 30 or 40 years. And if it's lasted and, and those people are continuing to follow the Lord. And this is where our Calvinist right. Ben goes, because we're like, you can't revive nothing without God reviving it first. Oh, perfect. Well, God. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So, uh, but yeah, no, I agree with everything you said that I, I think. I don't know what you think, it's Weaver. A moment. I know, actually, Weaver, have you done a podcast on? Because David, you're a, you're a podcaster too. Mm -hmm, yeah. And so, have you done a podcast episode on this yet? I know a lot of people like Felicia, Felicia Masonheimer and a lot of other. Ask Pastor John. Probably has, does he have one out on this yet? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. It's all over my stinking Instagram about like you know the fundies hate it, the Pentecostals love it, and then people go, I don't know. I don't know. I don't to know me, to, with this. to me, there's been a lot of hey, I'm following Jesus now. I mean, I look at the the Jesus movement that happened in this area back in the '70s, and most of those people walked away from God within 10 years of this revival was what they called it back then happening. Now there are still some people that are following Christ because of that movement, but uh, there, there's a lot of people that are not following Christ, and actually it ended up becoming cultish like in its. Um, essence later on during the movement. Um, so again, this is where I go back to the, yeah. the and after talking, keep dropping your questions in the comments. Yeah. So keep here's going. the next one. So here's the next one. Uh, I've always, this is from Haley again. I've always been taught nothing about them is true. This is going oh, back, oh, to oh, the, back to the books, back to the, to the uh, missing books uh, is true, nor uh, canon and to stay away from them. But a lot of my Catholic friends talk about how much good content is in them. Thank you for the input. So uh, Haley, just real fast. Uh, th this is the last thing I'll say, and then we'll move on real quick here. So we can keep going with other questions. Ask more questions. Cause but, we're running out. Uh, it, the Catholic people, our Catholic friends, Catholic our, ca our Catholic peeps. I'm uh, wearing Notre Dame, so I can't <laughs> say none. <laughs> Joe, if you're watching, our Catholic peeps. Hell, hell baby. Uh, to me, uh, it depends on how they view it. If they view it as canonical, I do not agree with the canonical version of it. But if it's um, extracurricular, like I read a lot of John Piper books, like his Providence books over there on my shelf, uh, I, Wayne Grudem, um, Erickson, all these guys, and it's their thought and their commentary and, and kind of things. And may, do they have everything right? Is it, is it uh, inspired word of God? No, it is not. But it doesn't mean we can't learn some things from it. Um, I would, and that's how I would encourage you to walk in. If you ever do go looking into that, just, just know that, um, don't take everything as hundred percent truth, especially if it does not line up with scripture, just take it and throw it out. But like the, like but it. like the Maccabees, there are some good history in there. Now, if we run out of questions with, there's been some, uh, the chosen debate going on in the Facebook group, which I am here for. Wait, have we, have we ran out of questions? No, 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 no. Nathan just dropped another doozy, bro. You keep dropping these doozies on us, man. All right. Let me go down and find it. Oh, <laughs> David right. said he got sick. That sucks, bro. How should we approach <sighs> self-proclaimed Christians who don't show fruits of the spirit or show remorse for sin. I ask because I have Christian friends who think cussing and partaking in adult entertainment isn't a big deal. Ooh. This is a doozy. So, uh, how should we how should we break this down? How should we approach it, right? Uh, there is so there many different is, facets. There is a way to approach it, right? If they are caught up in a sexual sin, if it's 100% a sin, right? Uh, we have an episode on this called Speaking the Truth in Love. And we have them about the Game of Thrones. 
which even the actress said there was way too much in that show. By so the way, for, uh, even them did. It's okay. <laughs> right. So that's probably not okay for us too. Sure. I've, so I've never watched it. So I haven't either. But uh, so, um, what do you do, right? If it's a sin, uh, first of all, I think we went through several steps. You got to identify it is it is a sin. What's your next step? You need to go and approach that brother or sister. Take it to them, right? And if they don't listen, Paul says, take two or three. And if they don't listen, then bring it before the church. And if they still do not listen, then you have to um, turn them over to the t- turn them over to Satan. But what's the purpose of turning them over to Satan, Mark? For the destruction of the flesh. Well, it's to That's save. That's what it says. It is. But what else? Oh, so that way they may be saved. Oh, okay. So it's really about trying to bring them back to the faith. Um, and right there, um, uh, it's either going to do one thing, one of two things. Either it's going to be just like uh, uh, Peter. I think it was Peter that said, or maybe it was John. I can't remember. But said uh, they they left us because they were not of us, right? So either they're going to leave. First John. And, and I think that's First John. Yeah, I think you're right. So uh, either they're going to leave. And because they were never part of us, they were never truly Christian. They never bore that fruit of the spirit um, or they're going to become remorseful and, and recognize their sin and um, come back and, and, you know, do the stuff that Christians do. Mm-hmm. So I went off string because I actually went and got an actual Bible. So someone may be wow. getting a Bible that my hands have touched and they're greasy. Ooh, well, and I actually bi- the Bible. Every Bible they get, my hands have touched. I was, so. That's true. <laughs> um, so, um, I went to look for like the fruit of the spirit in Galatians six, and that's where the bookmark already was. So I thought that was pretty dope. Um, so six one. Galatians five sixteen says, oh. "I say then, walk in the spirit, and you will certainly not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what, uh, what it what the, for the flesh desires what is against the spirit, and the spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to one another, so that you don't do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. <clears throat> so right now, Paul's already said there's there's two distinct things. There's the Spirit, and then there's the like the the sinful flesh. Now the works of the flesh are obvious: sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. So Paul paints a very obvious. I would say paints a very very painfully obvious picture of these are the works of the flesh. Like this is what's not becoming of a Christian at all. Because he's already saying there's two differences, mm-hmm. and then it flips and says. Um, let's see, uh, I am warning you about these things as I warned you before that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patient, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus have been crucified to the flesh with its passions and desires. But if we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited. Now, just because you do these things, this is why Paul's talking to talking to me, uh, but don't become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. You know, it kind of reminds me of this whole idea. I just chucked that Bible. Oops. Um, I guess the whole idea of, of, of my boy Dietrich Bonhoeffer, where it talks about cheap grace versus costly grace. And so many times we just have cheap grace. Of, oh, just believe, just walk, just pray mm. the sinner prayer so you can go to heaven when you die. And it's like, nah, brother, Christian life is picking up your cross, dying to your freaking self and following Jesus. I don't right. think that's what it actually says in the Bible. That's just the Mark translation. But so many times when you look at someone's life and they're like, oh, you know, I'm as a Christian, I'm, you know, I'm free to do this and this and this and this. That's, that's where it gets wrong. And I do think we need to be gracious and we need to be humble because everyone's at a different step in their Christian walk. And sometimes they just need discipleship and mentorship and relationship. But there's so many times where you see someone who lives a certain life and they, if they claim the name of Jesus, but they don't live in accordance to Jesus, that's actually breaking the third commandment, which is um, 
taking the God's name in vain because you're taking mm. you're, you're taking the name of, of God. You know. So I had an interesting, real fast kind of rabbit trail, an interesting theory on that. Right, taking the Lord's name in vain. The other day, I was watching something. Somebody was talking about it and and teaching on it about. And, and what's your thoughts, Mark? They said that taking the Lord's name in vain because we are supposed to be Christ-like and re- representatives of Christ. That d- if depending on how we live and how we re- really taking the Lord's name in vain is how you represent God, and if you represent Him good or bad, that is what that is actually. Oh, I agree. About. I teach that. It's interesting. So yeah, I teach that. I teach that. All way. right. Now I will say, now we shouldn't take God's name like. We should just be slapping it willy nilly, like. Put but what they're saying is, it. it's not more about the saying the the God or right. the JC, but it's more about hey, how you, you live. It's it's right, exactly. It's saying I'm a Christian and then going and well, being it's the same idea for the kids. Like the hides, the hides don't do that. And, right, we're hides. We don't do that because we're but, the hides. Uh, you know. So real fast, Marlene followed that up with a, especially a parent that would talk about God and use the word Christian. Uh, language, but then swear anger quickly does not go to church. Okay. I just want to speak to this one real fast, Marlene. Um, there's some misconceptions and I'm not saying that what you're saying is a misconception. I'm just saying there are some misconceptions. And I think the one of alcohol, right? And people mm. go oh, if you drink any type of alcohol, you're a sinner. That's a sin. Crap. Well, we just had a and, fun conversation with what would Mark rather have. <laughs> and what I would turn it into as well it can become a sin. And for some people it is a sin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the act itself, it's debatable. You know, we went into this and, and uh, Christians and alcohol, yeah. um, back, I think it's season two and where we but talked the difference about between wise and prudence and, but it, it, it's just understanding boundaries, right? It's, it's, it's knowing where the boundary is at with it. And I would caution people to be like, you're a sinner because you do this. Well, Make sure that's a sin before you go. Again, it's back to that speaking the truth and gentleness and love. Galatians 6, chapter 1 says uh, to go to a brother, to speak to him in gentleness and in love that you may win the brother um, and that you may not fall. I think uh, verse 3 talks about not falling into the same temptation yourself. Uh, So you just have to be careful of that. Uh, Now, I agree with you. People do anger quickly. Sometimes I anger quickly, my kids, right? And and sometimes, yes, we are sitting. Uh, when we do that, unrighteous anger, which we talked about that in an upcoming episode of, of Righteous and Unrighteous Anger. We and actually have kind of two episodes on anger. Kind of, yeah. Uh, uh, it, it's just because you commit a sin, if you repent of the sin or you say you're sorry, doesn't mean that you're still like, you know, that's part of the fruit of the spirit. Some of that is, is repentance on that too. Cause we're going to sin. I mean, right. even so, first John says, you know, if you sin, go ask for forgiveness. Like you're right. going to sin, you're going to screw up. Exactly. All but right. you know, but with the language thing, I lost a sandal. I, I just sent it across the table. So I went and got it. You but you know, with the language thing, I think, you know, again, you can slip up, you can mess up. You know, some people talk all the times about, and, and again, hear me when I say this, the Bible says, no, let no uncorrupt communication come out of your mouth. That's not a blanket of, uh, that's not just cuss words. Mm, it also says not keep your conversation good but that's among what I'm the saying, Gentiles. But so many times people who, like I do so many people, I was like, they've never cussed a day in their life, but they they also say a lot of bad things too. So it's more the fact of what sure. I'm saying is, is your words actually do matter. Do they represent Christ? Would you save in front of Christ? That's exactly it. That's, like, that's, where you that's need to be. what we're trying right? to say. If you're gonna if you're gonna whether you swear or whether you tell a dirty joke, are you gonna do that in front of Jesus? Right. Because that right there tells me whether you think down deep whether it's a sin or not. Are you gonna go to a church and just start f bombing it, or are you gonna go to a church and tell a dirty joke or a racist joke or? You know, that's what, that's what only what is pure and edifying. And building. Right. Exactly. So if you won't do that at a church, if you won't do that in front of Jesus, then you yourself know that that is sin, at least 
in your But instance, no, you're still so. going to screw up. But if you screw up, we have an advocate <laughs> with, the, with the Lord. So. All right, what's the next big All guy? All right, so the next one comes Ooh, from David uh, Weaver again. Bro. So I thought this one was Wait, man, good. these are hard. So it says, I see many women using the title evangelist. Is this attempt to be, quote, unquote, pastor without using the title, quote, unquote, pastor? So we did an episode on women in leadership. Yep. Um, this is another one where we got into the some of the Greek on the on the Greek word deaconos. I mean, everyone's an evangelist, um, to be honest with you. Right. And so it, it really goes down into that of... Um, it could, it could be for some people and it could not be for other, right? Cause some people are just speaking the Bible and people are listening, right? The mm-hmm. Women, child, man, it doesn't matter. You're supposed to be, speak the word of the Lord. Now there's some that are, I think probably try abusing uh, that, that title and meaning it as a pastoral role, as an elder, as a leading the direction of the church, which we talked about in the women in leadership role, which, um, at least what we see from scripture and the Greek, uh, is not what it was in the early church, right? And I would encourage you guys to go back and listen to that episode. And so, but a lot, I know a lot of women do that. Like, like this was like the Beth Moore thing. Beth Moore's title was she was a Bible teacher. Then she changed into other terms and whatnot. I actually don't have a problem with women teachers at all. In fact, people, now people do want to say, oh, because, you know, well, why can't women carry the message of Jesus? And that's not at all what we're saying. Right. I like how Matt Chandler's church, the village church came out with this. Uh, Jen Wilkins, one of the best women theologians you will ever see. Like she can run circles around me. She was part of the team that developed a doctrinal statement around this idea. And they said that the Bible says the the role of an elder is for males and the, the role of an elder is for the, the the authority in the church. And anytime someone preaches from the pulpit on a Sunday morning, that's in an authoritative position. So right. for our church, this is the direction that we are going. Only men will preach on Sunday morning worship services. Now, and this is coming from the woman who literally, like literally her job is she goes around, she teaches, she's on podcasts, she's on, on videos. And so these women who are teaching all over Facebook and stuff like that, I don't think that makes it inherently wrong at all. It's yeah. their content that's right or wrong. But in the local church context and sphere, I would say the elder is the role for a man. Now, I do think that in today's culture a little bit, we can change, like, like women being children's pastors or stuff like that. I think, yes, we might need to be a little bit more careful with the terms, but that's not a necessarily a, a, a leadership governance role in the church. That's just what your role is within the body. Authoritative, authoritatively teaching scripture and leading the direction of the church is for the, the church is, is the, the church. main, the two main things that define that elder bishop pastorish role from the Greek. Yeah. But in whereas all my, your in all my deacon, study, deacon, yeah, there's deacon. Whereas your deacon does the serving, does some teaching, helps the poor, helps the widows. That is a position in the church where we see even in the new Testament, there were women that were doing that, the deaconess. Exactly. And in fact, I mean, if the church was actually doing their job, we wouldn't even need deacons. If you really read it, right. <laughs> Acts six and seven. All right. So but I got I, another one got from, another doozy? from name is pronounced like Halle Berry. I'm sorry. Halle. You, you're over two on names. <laughs> well, you it. know what? This is why I don't assume gender either. Uh, so going to feed into Mark wanting to talk about Mormonism. Oh, brother. Are all the spinoff Christianities considered cults? Mormonism, Jehovah Witness, Pentecostal, Oneness, etc. I would say I got opinions. anything that does not line up with the Holy Scripture, the Holy Bible. No, Catholics will say. That yes, you like sola scriptura is not really a thing because of the tradition that we get the Bible from. So, how would you, how would you handle that? You cut me off before. I could Sorry, I, I'm going to mute myself now. See, you do it just I'm as muted. much as I do. I'm muted. <laughs> I'm muted. Now I forgot. I lost my train of thought. Anyways, uh, if it if it 
goes off of, right? So the one baseline that we have, whether you're Catholic and you believe in church tradition and all this stuff, but the one baseline that we have is the canon of scripture. That is the baseline, right? Whether you believe that there can be traditions and we should follow some of these traditions. If those traditions don't line up with the baseline, the Holy scriptures, you're off the beaten track. And with Mormonism, you've got the book of Mormon, right? Mr. Mm-hmm. Joseph Smith and his and I will say I'm friends with a lot of Mormons us. now. Uh, to be honest with you, that that well, yeah, I th- I'm friends with I a lot th- of Mormons. Listen, there's a lot of people that I'm friends with. I, I'm a I'm a friend with a lot of unsaved people. Fun fact: a lot of my clients are Mormons or ex Mormons. It's kind of wild. Uh, but uh, you know the the Mormons, the Jehovah's Witness, um, they're off the baseline. They're off the beaten trap. Now, would I call them a cult? Some yes, some. Maybe I call some the independent no. fundamental Baptist church really strict ones. I think, too. I think the oneness Pentecostals. See, I'm not as familiar. I, I know the theology, but I don't uh, know the. They're teetering the line for cultish. I would I say, know for I would Marlene, say that that's a oneness Pentecostals big in New Zealand, I believe, too. I, I would so. say that that Mormonism is is definitely in the cult realm. I, want, I don't know if I'd say it's a cult, but it's in the cult uh, realm. The big thing with cult is because, they're normally doomsday. Well, no. Which, which no, a lot no, of Mormons are preppers. No, they're not. Not all cults are, are doomsday. Okay. I'm thinking of the occult, right? Witchcraft. Right. It's not a doomsday. It's worshiping a different god. Satan just happens to be their god. Or you think of an atheist. That's kind of in the cultish realm because they're worshiping themselves. Right? I don't believe in God. I worship myself. I am my own God in my own life. So, okay. So this is the definition of a cult. Sure. A system of religious veneration, devotion directed towards a particular figure or object, which, right. I mean, I guess... A figure, Joseph Smith. But again... Right? So they're in that realm of where I would say... people would call... People on the outside of the faith would call Christians a cult. Sure. But... W- we okay, but we use it as a misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person or thing, so, or a relatively smaller people having religious more, belief and practice. Mormons, that right? Others th- see as who do they believe Joseph Smith was a prophet, and he got what? Ooh, ooh. But he never really got it. But what did he get? A divine revelation that only he received from the Lord, from the archangel well, that's, that's Michael. For the archangel, and there's tablets came down, and it was but actually it like was, for for the Native Americans, where the true lineage and everything with the church was wrong, and right. and the fact of Jesus was the firstborn of creation, and that we're all going to become little gods, and there's different right. tiers of levels so in heaven. We are, and women, your job is to only give babies in the afterlife. That's the only purpose are, you well, have. And that world, Jesus which was, I think is wild. I believe that Mormons are. I th- think this is Mormonism. They yeah, they believe, both believe that Jesus well, were created beings. Well, created beings, but also that Michael is. Or not Michael, Jesus Lucifer. Michael, yeah, Luce, Jesus is Michael, but Lucifer is his brother. Some somewhere, I think it might be a Mormon or Jehovah Witness. So, too. so they're in that cultish realm, right? I think. Uh, and so it comes down to they follow Jesus, the term with the word, they, they, but yes. which Jesus are they following? Yeah, right. You exactly. know, and I know um, the you guys were mentioning the comments, the the cultish podcast with crap. Why am I blanking on it? The uh, the dude with the super long beard who's always at the LDS stuff. Oh my goodness! Uh, Apologia Ministries, Jeff Durbin, and um, and uh, James White. Pod, the po- yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jeff Durbin and Mike and, and uh, yep. James White. Now I listen to a lot of their stuff, but I will say too, the thing that drives me nuts about them is they're not very gracious or very kind. But because um, they they're like the we aren't going to sacrifice true our truth on the altar of kindness. Well, sometimes we're a little mean, and they laugh at people. But you know, at the end of the day, with these conversations, the biggest thing that you have to go back to is a what Jews are talking about. 
and B, how does all this stuff work? Because the basic, the baseline Christianity that we were taught, Acts 2.42, right? They, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings. What did the apostles teach? Jesus is God. Right. Jesus also taught that Jesus is God. Now, people say, oh, he never said that. That, that means you're not a student of Judaism. Oh, yeah. Because they wouldn't have killed him if he didn't. Exactly. Well, they wouldn't have tried, tried to, to kill him multiple would, times. Right, exactly. They would have so said, yeah, you're They so, knew exactly what he was saying when he was making the claims that he was making. Because if not, they would have said, you're drunk, go away. But instead, right. they're like, no, we're going to kill you yeah, for this. We're going to stone you. We're going to throw you off a high mountain. And we're going to do all these things and and why the rabbis were so upset at what he was saying. And the apostles too. teaching were in the beginning was the word Jesus. The word was with God. The word was God. The same sure. was in the beginning with God through him. All things were created. He took up residence with us. So Jesus stepped out of Jesus. But that's how they got the son came to earth. The perfect life died, rose again. We'll be with the money. Like that's, well, that's and what, OG. what John is talking that's about OG, there. Yeah. And John one, one basically through, I think one twenty two was basically everything that the Jewish people had already believed. John, John's book was very Jewish in, in its orientation. Uh, in that passage, and then it really wasn't until he said, and the word became flesh, right? At that point, when he's pointing to Christ as the word became flesh, he's saying, he's yeah. saying Jesus was God the Father, mm-hmm. or God, God, not God the Father, but God. So to that. answer the question, so, would I consider them Christianity? I would say no, but I would put like Catholicism, Eastern Orthodox, uh, Coptic Church, I would put that in the realm of Christianity, and we're sure. all in different parts of that circle. That's sure. what I would say. All right. So here's the next question. That's a good one. It's a fun one. It's Bes- a fun one. <laughs> Woo, no more sweating. Besides Jesus, no who's your favorite Bible or character of the Bible and why? Mark, go ahead. I'll let you go first. Um, Favorite character? Oh, geez. Um, I, I would say the story I resonate to most is probably uh, Joseph. Mm. When I was going through the crap in my life and my life imploded and exploded and all the things that went above with it. Um, because he woke up one day and never asked for any of what he went through. And at the end of his life, at the end of the story, he says the words, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. Mm. And so all the things Joseph went through, he went through famine, tribulation, slavery, false accusations, false imprisonment, all these different things. And I'm not saying that just because people go through it doesn't mean they're going to be, you know, amazing people at the end of the day and rule in Egypt. But with with the the, the story and the, uh, not the story, the, the account of Joseph, because it's not mm. just a story. With the account of Joseph, it's the fact of, he found himself in dungeons for years, in slavery for years, not with his people for years. He found himself literally in the most Babylon, Babylon exiled style situation you could ever imagine with no temple, no Torah, no law, no nothing. Mm. And he never, and I'm, this is what I wish. I wish that we had, we see all the highlights like we see the Instagram reel of Joseph and all the good things he went through and his mindset through all of it. But I really want to see what thoughts was Joseph thinking through when he was in that prison on year six, mm. year four, year five, when he was being sold into slavery, what thoughts was he actually having? He came yeah. to the right conclusions, but was he like Job asking all the questions or was he not? I don't know. Mm. And so one of, I, I've always loved the story and the account of Joseph. And I've also loved the account of Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. I would mm. say those are kind of my favorite ones for for all of them and the only reason is because they found themselves literally in babylon or a place where it's like this is not where we're supposed to be but this is our best time to step up and shine so those i I would say that especially from the old testament so i would say my favorite character other than jesus is peter peter simon peter simon peter simon peter peter but yeah uh and the the reason why is the dude was a fisherman right 
and Christ brought him along. I'm a steel worker, so I can relate to it, right? Just a nobody. You were right? a blue-collar blue blue working right? man. And he took him, and he took him under his wing, and Peter was like, hey, I'm gung-ho, and I, I, Lord, I'll never leave you. And he's like, you're going to deny me three times. No, I won't. I won't. I won't. I promise I'm not going to. I'm never going to leave your side. And then poof, here he goes. There he's denying. And it's like so many times I feel like, man, I'm gung-ho for Jesus. And then life smacks me, and I screw up, and I'm like, I'm sorry, Jesus. And he's like, hey, it's all right. Do you love me? I'm like, I love you. And he's like, do you love me? I love you. Do you love me? I love you. All right, cool. So I relate a lot to what Peter, I open my mouth a lot of times and got to insert foot a lot. So that's why I love everything about Peter uh, and what Christ brought him through. And I and will the say, think about Peter. I love the fact that John was like, um, by the way, the, 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 the disciple that Jesus loved outran you your butt to yeah. the tomb. Like, right. I, I think that's hilarious, you know? Yeah. All right. So we got to, uh, we'll do this one and one more oh, question. Yeah. We got a good one. We got another so, doozy. So here's the one doozy uh, from Hallie. If you were Adam in the garden meat of Eden and the forbidden fruit was actually coffee, uh, would we have sin in the world? Probably. <laughs> Let's just be honest. It wasn't an apple. It's probably a pear. Uh, well, no, he's talking if if that if no, the I fruit know, was coffee. Would that's we, such a funny question. Yeah, I just yeah, it was. God hilarious. made good things. He put good things in the garden, so coffee was in the garden. Okay, let's we? see here. All right, so Hallie got a doozy. Last question. So last question for the episode. Yeah, because we're at an hour, and Sabrina's not even. What about here. the love among the prosperity gospel? Well, that's a good question. We don't have time for it. That that's not on the screen, but we have. I think we have an Oops. episode about it. We need we need to do another one. Yeah, but Hallie's got a doozy, and she beat so, it. So, uh, yeah. So last question from Hallie, the doozy of them all. Hope I'm not asking too many questions. I just love not. debates and theology. I have one more. <laughs> when the Bible mentions witchcraft, what does it mean? We obviously have fantasy witchcraft all throughout this society, but what does real witchcrafts consist of? I've never actually understood the true concept of it. It is just communicating with demons. Well, we see an instance of witchcraft uh, back with King Saul when he was trying to use... Summon Nathan. Not Nathan. Right, Nathan? No, uh, Samuel. Samuel, okay. So he's trying to summon Samuel, and luck, God God sent Samuel, or what the Bible says is Samuel, and said, hey, what the heck are you doing? You weren't supposed to do this. But we see some practicing of, of communicating with the dead or trying to communicate with the dead, which I personally believe is really communicating when you're communicating with the dead you're communicating not with the dead but maybe with some demons that were following that person around when they were alive so maybe they do know some intimate stories like the divination like the div like the 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 the, the the divination, the seers, like that type of stuff. No, I'm talking about like if, you, if like the the um, psychics nowadays, and they're oh, like, oh, okay, your your mom, yeah, she's speaking to me, and she said that you used to have this blue sweater, and you're like, yeah, I did have a blue sweater that I really loved, and they're like, yeah, that blue sweater, it, it was put in this place. Oh yeah, that's exactly what happened. I will say, my favorite episode of Leverage think, was when they spoofed the guy who's supposed to be a psychic. That was a right. fun episode. But what I'm saying is, there are people that so actually, you think there actually are people. Like I think that there's true. people that are actually do. And we see another instance of that in the new Testament. Oh, when, with the people following Paul. Pete, yeah. yeah. What, was it Paul or was Paul. it Paul? And Saul, they were following, Saul, she I was following was, Paul in Ephesus. But that was that, I thought there was another one with the disciples where he Peter. turned where, where he turned around and said he was just tired of it. Cause she yeah. was falling around and then all of a sudden the cast the demons down. That and then Paul? That that's Paul. Okay. I couldn't remember who it was, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you see that she was making money, right? She was making, she was making money. Bank. For her for, ha- for her handlers, mm-hmm. but she was demonically possessed. Yep. But being demon possessed, probably like if you were like not doing some accuracy, probably wouldn't have gotten a lot of money. But she was obviously doing something with them demons that had gained a lot of money for her handlers. And so 
I would say that that's what witchcraft looked like. It was it was the communication with the dead, the Ouija board type stuff. That, that's really, I think, is it's... The divination. It's divination the with demons. The, right. the, the spirits. Now, here's... I think this is where the question comes. Like, Hallie, this might be what you're kind of referring to, too, is um, what about things like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter Fa- fantasy or fantasy stuff, stuff where, where... Which, now, granted, like, I mean, I, I'll admit, like, I... I love Doctor Who. <laughs> like, I've I really really, enjoy Doctor Who. I never really got into Matt it. Matt Smith. Matt Smith is my doctor, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just saying it right now. He is better than David Tennant, so deal with it. But I love no me idea. some Matt Smith, right, as Doctor Who. And there's a lot of this. But, again, his is a lot more of this really weird outsource of time universe type things of using the – I mean, it's very new agey. I'm not going to lie. It's very new agey with using the spirits and the vibes and the – and the things around and the energies in the universe to do things. I do think there's a level that gets a little spooky with the, with the new age mysticism around the idea mm. of the crystals and the spirits and the auras. And I, I mean, Beth and I, people who are like, man, I, I just see this like blue aura around you. And I'm like, did I fart or something? Like you see like a puff <laughs> of smoke. Like, I don't know what wow. you're talking about, but it's basically the idea is just the fact of like, you give off a really good energy or a bad energy or stuff like this, which I do agree that we can give off different tells of how we're feeling or what we're doing. Like, like I'm a very energetic, no, no, I'm not saying like in a weird new agey way. I, I think body language, body language. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Body language, body language and voice. Auras. Like I'm a very excitable person on the phone. I have a lot of energy and I have a lot of passion. Sure. I don't give off the energy and happy vibes, but at the same time, that's just having a good first impression and having a good, I, I would just say, we, we call it testimony. You're having a good testimony for the fact of, no, no, this is this is who I am. This is, sure. like, I'm about to put on a show. This is this is, this is is all me, baby. It's what you get. Right. But, you know, when it comes to the the spiritual mysticism type stuff, I do think that there's this fantasy stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, Hallie just said the fantasy. So, like, oh, does astrology come? Brooke, girl, why you got to ask these tough questions when oh, we try to man. end the show? <laughs> come on, Brooke. Come on, girl. I would say but, that. Okay, but, but to finish the fantasy stuff, I do think there's this fun fictional fantasy that we have this idea and it, it, it's it kind of fills in this void of the what if and the in the the whimsicalness of the fairy now you know that used to be people thought was real and the unicorns and the butterflies and the and using all of these universal type things like it's fantasy it's supposed to be fun it's supposed to be innocent but at the same time a lot of stuff that we see can be taken too far and so with yeah Brooke yeah yeah girl you know you did you you know you messed up when you asked that question but but going into like that question with astrology I, I know you're going to say something you know like I think we do. I mean, God created the whole universe to speak in into him, and he created the universe to be put into order and to make sense and to honor and worship him. So I do think that things in the skies just make sense, like the North Star and the constellations and doing all these things. But astrology and reading your signs and knowing what's going on, I think that's a bunch of bull crap. I'm just being honest, but I think it's hilarious to read it. All right. But go for it. So I want to just dive in for my final and then thoughts. People would ask if the Enneagram is witchcraft, but that opened up a whole new can of worms. Well, it was okay. Never. <laughs> you three wing two, but uh, yeah, you thought I forgot, but I didn't. Uh, I would say that there's sounds been, like we needed an episode of this topic. There's yeah, been yeah, you're there's right. been a enough um, ex uh, Satanists that I've seen. Went to conferences and heard, and and this is where I would caution everybody that they say this stuff is real. And even like Harry Potter, Pokemon, they say they're satanic symbols that we have people in those groups that purposely I think that thing us. with Pokemon is a load of crap. I think it was just made by uh, people, and they were right. just using what they got. Go ahead, and I want you, this is what I want you to do this week. I want you to type in Steve Dollins. Okay. okay. He's got a three-part thing from the 90s. He was an ex 
high priest Satanist. Okay. And he gives his testimony, and he'll point out the things and, uh, and oh, talk. Oh, I've heard it. I've heard him. Well, he's going to talk about the things that he's got personal people that made sure that those satanic symbols were in these certain things. That's what he says. I think Pokemon's innocent. Well, I, okay. That's what you think. I'm, I'm hearing it from a Satanist saying, no, that's intentional, that we put that in there. That's the intention of the writer. But they also put flowers and trees, and that's God. <laughs> what you're saying doesn't make any sense though they're saying it's like me saying i put a bomb in there and you're like well yeah but a carpenter put stairs in there it's like what that doesn't make any sense there's still a bomb in there you have to be careful is all i'm saying i'm saying be careful with the spells with the crystals with the stuff you watch what you put in no, will come no, out the crystals and the 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 sense to drive off the weird evil spirits like that i'm like well that's getting a little 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 off top like that's how that's, that's getting off base what not, you know? But it's not because they're, no, no, it, no, no, it's no, all no, tied no, no, into I'm saying that that's wild. I'm saying that's not well, okay. I, know, but, I agree with but you. The, I agree with there's you. There's certain spells and, and there's different things this that I think This is the meat sacrifice out. to idols conversation this, for me. Well, yes, yes and no, but there is... What, it's just meat. Eat the what, meat. What, yeah, kind of. Kind of, right? Because we are told to be cautious, right? Proverbs warns us to be cautious about what we see, what we do, mm-hmm. right? What we put into our heart, what do we put under our mind. No, I agree. There's an old song called, oh, be careful little eyes what you see. Oh, I agree. So there, there are things and there is truth to that that we have to recognize, right? And what we put in our hearts and in our mind will eventually come out or at least fester or could fester. And so there just has to be caution taken. And I think anything that is like blatantly like, hey, we're worshiping Satan or anything like that. Like even music, when I know like a band is like open, like, yeah, this song's written to Satan and they're joking about it. I pretty much stay away from that because at that point they're messing around stuff. Ouija boards. Hey, we're going to communicate with the dead. And mm, I, I and just I, think and that I, that's and stuff and to I'm stay not away disagreeing from. with you on that. I'm I just, not I just think that's that. stuff to stay away from. But it's one of those things where, you know, let each man be convinced. And Puzzle Ball goes, man, yo, if it's me, eat the meat. Now, if they say we're eating this meat in order to honor this God, then he goes, oh, heck no. Like, don't do that. But he goes, if you buy meat, he goes, just buy the meat and eat it. Don't ask questions. Just buy the meat and eat it because you got to eat. But you can take that too far, too. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, that you got to be careful, right? Because you'd be like, well, sex is sex. And sex is glory to God or sex could be used for evil, but I'm just having sex. Right. But that's when it talks about the fact sex within the, 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 the way it was created supposed to be like, like sure. when you do things in the right place, in the right order where it's supposed to be done, that's when it's good. Right. But do you think meat offered to idols was done in the right place back then in their eyes? You I don't take that. Up I mean, Apostle Paul, when you well, die, homie, well, I'm just saying that there's some that people that struggle with that. And there's some that said, no, it's not a big right. deal unless I know it's for doing that. Well, right. I'm, with alcohol. For that. Like, I'm not taking my buddy who's an alcoholic and he's in, you know, he's in the, the, the uh, alcohol anonymous pro. I'm not taking him to a place where there's going to be a bar right, around. Because you got to remember also though, what Paul said, if this, if eating this meat causes my brother to stumble and I do it, then it's a sin for me. In Christ. That's also what he says a um, few verses later. I don't think he actually up. says that. Look it up. I just read it the other day. Go ahead. Well, he talked about the weaker brother, but he never says nope. who the weaker brother oh, is. He does. He said, if they uh, they eat, uh, if you eat meat, you see what idols, you guys did to us. Oh, Allie and Brooke, I, I you just, see what you guys did to us. I just us. read this the other day, and I'm like, dang, I never remember reading that before. But yeah, it definitely says no, it. No, there is a conversation around the weaker brother, but the, the thing is the fact of, A, the question is who's the weaker brother. That's part of the conversation. But, you know, at the same time, if that's the case it. for anything, anything, that means I had to put my wife in a dress because you're too weak to see my wife in pants. All right, like, here we go. 
chapter now. Romans 14, we're going to start in verse 20. Do not, for the sake of food, destroy the work of God. Everything is indeed clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble for, by what he eats. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. The faith that, uh, that you have keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats because... The eating in this faith for whatever does not okay. That's not the one I'm looking for. I'm sorry, that's not the one I was in chapter 14, but that's not the one I'm looking for. There's another one that Paul was talking about. Oh, where is it at? My father-in-law is like, it's right here. Which hell? Yeah, he does say it. I can hear him right now. Here we go. Uh, Let's see here. First Corinthians eight. Maybe. I know it's in there. See, you guys got us going again. Thanks, bro. 813. Yes. Therefore, if what I eat causes my brother or sister to fall in sin, I will never eat meat again so that I will not cause them to fall. What does it say after that? Because I don't, I just have it pulled up. Oh, no. So so I'll I'll go back a little farther. So it says it's food offered. I'm just going to read the whole part because we got to see it. So um, it says now about food sacrifice to idols. There's a topic. Here we go. We know that we have all knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but loves build up. If anyone thinks he knows anything, he does not yet know as he ought to know. This is why I have a large print Bible at home, guys. <laughs> but if anyone loves God, he is known by him. About eating food sacrificed to idols, then. We know that an idol is nothing in the world and that mm-hmm. there is no God but one, which is facts and mm-hmm. true. For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or earth, as there are many, quote-unquote, gods and many, quote-unquote, lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father. All things are from him, and we exist for him. And there is one Lord, Jesus Christ. All things are through him, and we exist through him, through Jesus. However, not everyone has this knowledge. Mm -hmm. So not everybody knows this. Some have been so used to idolatry up until now that when they eat food sacrificed to an idol, their conscience being weak is defiled. So it's kind of the idea of like they were in this, but now they're in it. So yes, now it defiles it. Sure. Um, Food will not bring us close to God, for we are not worse off if we don't eat, for we are not better if we do eat. But be careful that this is right. Uh, be careful that this right of yours is in no way becomes a stumbling block to those who are weak. For if someone sees you, the one who has knowledge, dining in an idol's temple. Now this is different. Now see, see here, here, it's talking about your location, not just your actions. Here we go. This is this is where our, okay, my argument comes wait, in. Okay, uh, so I'm, I'm going to read it out of uh, the ESV here. So, in a so uh, food will not bring us close to God. We are no worse off if we eat, or better off if we do. But be careful, for this right of yours, and in no way becomes something black to those who are weak. For if someone sees you, the one who has knowledge, dining in an idol's temple, won't his weak conscience be encouraged to eat food sacrificed to idols? So the weak person, the brother or sister for whom Christ died, is ruined by your knowledge. Now, when you sin like this against brothers and sisters and wound their weak conscience, you are sinning against Christ. Therefore, if food causes my brother or sister to fall, I will never eat meat so that I won't mm. cause my brother or sister to Has fall. Has nothing to say about location, does it? Yeah, did he said location. They see you in the temple. And what does 13 say? Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, food, not food in a temple, but food, I will never eat meat lest I make my brother stumble. But the question becomes is how far are you going to take that? I'm taking it as he's talking. If you look at the context, it's not about the location. It's about the act of what they're doing. The The weaker brother sees you eating food that was meant to a, to be for an idol. Right. It, at, it, the, at the temple. It, it doesn't matter about the location. It's that what it was for. 
Right. That's the context of the verse. This is where you can't just nitpick certain words. You got to look at the context. The context, and you can, That's what I'm arguing. I'm arguing the context. But you're not because it's talking about in verse 13 just the food, not location. Right. There's but, no other location other than verse 10. So you're making an argument based off of one verse in verse 10 where the context is talking about the food. The context of all of 1 Corinthians 8 is talking about food offered to idols. Right. And it says not but read the setup. It says, but if this person However, sees not you all possesses in, the, this knowledge. in the temple eating okay, it, that will make his However, meat. not all possesses this knowledge, but some through former associations with idols eat food as really offered to an idol and their conscience being weak is defiled. So it's talking, it's not talking about in a temple. It's talking about the food being offered to an idol. Food will not condemn us to God. Food will not, not a food in a temple, but food will not, it's still talking about food here. Context. Uh, we are no worse off if we do not eat and no better off if we do still not talking about location, but take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block now, to the weak. I do want to make sure I say and predicate this in this argument. I do agree that we shouldn't cause other brothers and sisters to sin. I know, but I don't think that this has anything to do with location. It just, ha it just has to do with the action of eating a food. Off then my idol. question is why did Paul even bring up a location? Why does, why does Paul bring up? The thorn but in his side. Is, I mean, is, why does Paul bring up anything? But it, this is the context, not is, context. Here's my thing. Is that is that location in the Greek? Was it in the original Greek? Is it something we're helping to, people uh, to understand? To answer Hallie's question, this is talking about the inside of a temple for an idol, not like the Old Testament. Right. Temple. So let's let's continue on. For if anyone sees you, you who have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, so has knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will he not be encouraged? If his conscience is weak to eat foods, food offered to idols. Again, he's not talking about the idol's temple. He's talking about food offered to idols. Yes, where does, in the temple. But where does food get offered to idols? In the temple. Okay, but it, right, but it's not to do with the temple or the location. It's to do with the food offered to idols. That's the, in the temple. That's the subject. No, that is not the <laughs> the location is not the subject of the of the pretense. That's not what the language says. If someone sees you. The one who has knowledge dining in an idol's temple. Sure. Because that's you're eating food the, from idol. At the idol's temple. I, I, I disagree with you wholeheartedly on this one. So, I think you are but misinterpreting then, but then the scripture here's the on question this one. Then is is how far do you want to take this? Because if you got, you know, someone who was in the rock and roll scene and they're like, Man, I can't believe you go to those Christian rock concerts. Cause that when I do that makes me want to do this. Okay, well then you can't do that anymore. So what did it say? It said do it between you and the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have to tell them that you're going to do that, right? Because it's between you and the Lord. And I'm and and, and so yeah, and so so Brooke mentions the you know the passage in four thirteen, and I agree. Therefore, let no one judge one another. Instead, decide to never put a stumbling block or pitfall in the way. Which means, if my brother is struggling alcoholic, I'm never going to put a beer in front of him. Or if my brother or sister is struggling with whatever type of okay, like their thought life I or pro pornography, I'm not taking them to Vegas. I'm not taking them to certain areas. I'm not taking them to do this. I'm not even going to watch a movie where it case in point, I hate watching movies where there's joking about affairs because I can't handle you're that. missing it though. Right? Because Paul, what is Paul? Who is Paul? The apostle. Okay. And, and what's an apostle? What, what is an apostle? What do they do? They teach the teachings of Jesus and they're a what? Leader in the church. Correct. Right? So there, he's talking about him as a leader doing this or somebody as a leader mm -hmm. doing this. I agree. And somebody's looking up to you and sees you doing this. So social media, somebody looks up to you as a pastor and sees you getting drunk. Causes well, that's them to not stumble. good in general anyways. Ca sees you drinking a beer and they think it's wrong. 
because they came from an alcoholic right. lifestyle. But again, my question goes back to is how far do you want to go? This causing this is causing someone not to just it's all deal about with it. this is causing them to fall back into worshiping no, other gods and, no, and fall, no, no, and no. fall deep into sin. It's all about refraining from the appearance of evil. That's what it's about. They think it's evil. Right. So just refrain from it. And again, how far do you want to take it? How hard is it to refrain from eating meat offered idols? Easy. Okay. How hard is it to not post all over social media or that you're drinking alcohol? Easy. How hard is it not to swear in front of everybody in the church? Easy. And I, I'm agreeing so with So I you. don't know where the argument's at here. How far do I want to take it? If it's going to cause a brother to stumble, why Why would I do it around him? Why is, would I this flaunt is why, that? All right. Let me, let me go back to my background a little bit. I don't think the scripture is as literal as Mark thinks it is. I believe it's an analogy like Fuller is trying to explain. And I, and I agree. I'm just pushing back hard in this reality is the fact of I grew up in the independent, and maybe this is going to come out of my background more than, than, the, than the reality, is I grew up in the independent fundamental Baptist church where women had to wear skirts and dresses. Beth, back me up if you're listening, because it... They said it causes the dudes to stumble when you wear pants. It makes them have sexual thoughts. It makes them have all these different things. So now you have to wear a skirt. Oh, shoot. If your skirt is too short, it's causing men to lust. So now you got to kick it down to your knees. You got to wear panties because you can't even show your skin anymore. You can't wear these shoes. You can't wear this. You can't wear that because you are causing this person to stumble. And my question is, is why do we... Now, this is causing someone to sin from a previous lifestyle is what I'm saying. This is a previous lifestyle that they were living in, they were saved out of. That is a deep detrimental sin, which is worshiping a whole other different God and having their entire being in this. It would, and so when you take this, what, what I'm trying to say is the fact of, I, again, I, I agree. I agree with the, with the, the understanding of we should never put something inside of someone else's way in order to cause them to sin and cause them to stumble, to cause them to sin, to get back into their old way of life. In the same way that when I would choose to go to restaurants with my buddy who was in double A, we never went anywhere where there was a bar present because of that simple fact of if he even smelt the beer, he wanted it. But I think it's more than that because it's not, talk, because of it, it's not you know? talking about hanging out. It's talking about somebody seeing, right? Right. So it's uh, let me put it in a in a in a nowadays analogy. I'm gonna make a you. joke before you go. Everyone says we haven't disagreed in a while, and they've teed us up tonight. So, <laughs> so here's my analogy, right? Okay. So you don't think alcohol's a big deal? I think it's a very big deal. No, no, no. I'm analogy, modern day analogy. I'm being a Paul, but putting it in this day, not really a Paul, but you know what I mean. So, hey, you know you have a freedom in Christ to go and drink a beer, mm-hmm. right? But if the person that came from alcoholism, you know, they've struggled with this sin in the past and they, uh, they think that drinking any type of even a drop of liquor is evil because of where it can lead you to because of where it led them to, right? Mm-hmm. It led them down the wrong path away from Christ. Uh, and they walk by and they see you in a bar drinking a beer, and uh, it causes them location. To, wait, it causes location. Them, it causes them to stumble. They right? see you in a bar. Wait, they see you in a bar drinking a beer. Okay, right. It has nothing to do with the fact you're in a bar. It has the fact to do with you're drinking the beer. But it has you, nothing to do with the location. It has to do with what the action you're doing. But you said the appearance of evil. I got that. They could, I, you could just have a Pepsi. You could, and if you had a Pepsi and they didn't see an alcohol, they wouldn't care. But they said they saw you drinking beer. They saw eating meats in the temple meat offered to idols in the temple the pre, the the predicate of the whole context of that story of that analogy was the meat offered to idols for the before the temple mm-hmm. before he's mentioned temple after all it is is saying hey alcohol and they walk by and they see you in the bar drinking up a beer all it's doing is he's, he's presenting a story if they walk by the temple and they see you eating meat offered to idols in the temple 
Right. That's all it is. It, it, it's an analogy of a location. And I think but your it analogy has not, is wrong. And I'm going to give you a second, secondary one. I, I, I think you're... You're you're looking you're hyper focusing on in the temple way no, too but, much. But no, no. You're, you're missing the context of what Paul was saying. No, it's not just that. It's the fact of they're in a place to worship a different god. This is this is my analogy. Is let's say there's someone who was saved out of New Age, right? New out of the Spiritism, out of the um, I can't think of all the terms terminology. I have sure. the picture like the Lotus and the uh, basically Whatever. they're saved out of the New Age lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. And they see me at a yoga studio where it's heavily spiritualized, heavily new age, doing these poses and other things like that in such a way where they were like, no, 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 no. I feel like you, uh, back to, I, I read a comment, um, but the idea of, of when you're in this yoga studio, I'm like, no, I'm just getting my stretch on. You know, I, I, I focus, I get my, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to get Zen. I'm just trying to get calmness and relaxation and stretch a little bit. But someone's like, yo, dude, I was saved out of that. Why would you even want to go in there? Because that you're worshiping some other deity while you're doing this action. Because that was the purpose of them eating meat. It wasn't just to eat, drink, and be merry. It was you're eating meat on behalf of honoring and worshiping this idol. And so it's the fact of, are you causing them to fall back into the way of life versus just, you know, lifestyle choices? And so I'm not saying that we should go around to bars and just be living it up. I'm not saying that. I'm also not saying that, you know, just because someone says, oh man, that's causing me to sin. I first said, I think that opens a bigger conversation of like, why is that causing you to sin? Is that really my issue? Is it the fact that you have a problem with ah, lust? Ah. Conversation? So now we get to the heart of it. Right. Of, I got freedom. And so you just got to deal with it. <laughs> Beth. But that's what it's. It's just what no, it sounds I still have like. conversations. No, but it's not a conversation because they're going, "Hey, this is a big, this is a big sin," and you're like, "Dude, I'm free in Christ. Deal with it. You're wrong. I'm right." But it's causing them to stumble, right? But then, so is it about is it about what's best for that brother, or is it about what's best for I'm me? Not because I'm make free. my wife wear a baggy dress just because some dude's got a problem looking. Well, because that's he has issues. I think what uh, does he? You shouldn't be dressing like a. Slut. Are you telling me you've never looked at anybody that's wearing a low cut shirt? I'm not disagreeing. Okay. So do you think that you would have looked had they had a high cut shirt? Because there is modesty, right? Right. And I don't think modesty I, I don't think modesty is a bad thing. But again, who determines it? Are you gonna be okay if Evie grows up and walks around with no shirt other than just pasties on? I didn't say that. You're, but what you're, I'm saying you're jumping to the no, no stick what, to the stick stick I, to the stick to the logic. No, what I'm saying is is that with modesty, right? Because you keep bringing up this modesty, and this is where this is what you're thinking of, right? You brought this into this conversation. So I'm saying in that aspect, with modesty, would you be okay with your daughter? Walking around, showing all sorts of skin, and if anybody looks, it's their problem, not her problem. I'm not going to answer that because that's a straw man argument. That's not what I'm arguing. That's not at all. I'm arguing the fact of, yes, someone is struggling and they're weak, and we need to come alongside and help them. And I'm not saying we should go to bars and do whatever we want. I'm not saying we should go to these places and do whatever we want, go to the movies and watch whatever we want, and watch all these different types of entertainment. But at the end of the day, yes, and I, I'm agreeing with everybody. I'm agreeing with everybody. Love your neighbor. I'm agreeing with that. And yes, you should. And I try to live my life. I mean, I try to live my life in that way. I really do. Sure. I try to live it in such a way where people I, I look don't at me and see Jesus. I, I know that you do. All I'm arguing is the simple fact of, yes, there are wicked brothers. We need to come alongside them and do it. We need to lift them up. We shouldn't be bragging from the stage and from the pulpit of going to this club and going here and going there and doing these different things in the same way of like, I'm not going to go to Hooters because their wings taste good. Right. That's not what I'm going to do. Right. I'm not going to go to these different... I'm not going to read a Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition because it has good articles I in think it. That's stupid. To bring it back, right? Okay. To, to bring it back to 1 Corinthians at the end of chapter 8. Okay. Paul doesn't say, I will stop going to the temple. 
what does he say? End of chapter 8, 1 Corinthians. He says, I will stop eating meats. Done. If it causes him to stumble, because if it causes him to stumble, I have sinned against Christ. Not stumble, because if it causes him to fall. Okay, if it causes him to fall. Which I, falls back into their old way of life and their old habits and their old If it's leading them astray, that, if, if following if, that if, idol. Back to alcohol. If me drinking a beer and saying it's okay in front of somebody who struggles with it, so they start drinking a beer and they start falling back into that. And I agree, I'm we have sinner. freedom in Christ. And Apostle Paul says, don't use your freedom as such a way and to do whatever you want, but do it to serve one another. We agree. But, we agree with but that. I know, statement. but that's what Paul is saying in this, and that's what I'm trying to get you to see, that this context... Oh, I already see it. I agree The context you. is, listen, yes, they're the weaker brother. Yes, they probably have some growing to do, but it doesn't mean that you continue to do your freedom in front of them. It's between you and God. Right. Keep, keep, it, keep it a secret at that time with them until either God reveals it to them or you can have those conversations. It's not, well... Tough cookies because but the idea I'm not going to make my wife wear baggy clothes because you got a problem with lust. No, it's like, hey, okay, hey, can for a little bit, can we love this brother and, and accommodate until we can have these conversations and learn? And, and I agree, but the idea here is not saying if it causes them to stumble outside because if it's going to make you fall into the old way of life, walk away from Christianity, destroy your life. I'd rather not eat meat than make you fall back in your old ways of life. Sure. But it's not saying, like, it's the idea of, of, well, if that's just making you stumble and ask questions and do the different things, that's different. But it's like, you know, at some, and that's what, this is all I'm saying is that at some point, yes, we need to love our brothers. We need to have these, have these levels of things. But again, coming out of the background I had, dudes put so much weight on the women to just do your job so we don't sin. Where's the personal responsibility? That's what I always ask for my my culture and my background. So yes, you do need to love your brother, but at, and I don't want to say at what cost because the Bible says to die to your own lust of your uh, die to your flesh and pick up your cross and follow Jesus. But at the same time, you got to pick up the cross too. Here's the thing, though. Okay. No greater man has better love than this than to what lay down one life for his friend. You think that's just your life as in death? No. I think it's lay down everything. Hey, listen, if I've got to struggle, if I've got to get down in the mud with you to help you out, I'm going to. And That's I agree with you on life. that. So to me, I, I get that there's a personal responsibility. I get what I'm you're just trying saying, to say. If you take the logical end of the conclusion, we're going to end up looking like the Amish. That's all no, I'm saying. No, I, I think that I think that you go and you, it's not the woman's responsibility. That bro has a problem with lust. Whose responsibility is it to get him out of that, to help him out of that? It's the man's responsibility. It's his friends. I agree. It's not the woman's. But the guy, the husband can go, hey, listen, this guy really struggles with lust, and I don't want him to fall back into thinking bad thoughts. Oh, I'm never going to say that to Beth, actually. Or, or, or thinking anything like that. Can you please dress a little bit more modestly around him because he struggles with this until we can – because it's not time. When have you ever had a sin that you're just like, boom, I'm done. All right, I don't have that sin no more. Pornography. How many guys out there are like, oh, I'm just done with that? I, okay, nope, it doesn't bother me anymore. No more. No, it's a fight. It's a fight. It's a struggle, and that's what Paul's saying. Look, there's a struggle going on here. Help the brother out. Help the guy out. Mm -hmm. Do whatever it takes to help a brother out, to bear each other's burdens, to love one another, to lay down your life, quit thinking about yourself, your wants, and your needs, and think about solely the other brother. That's our two, two greatest commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. It has nothing to do with love of self. It has everything to do with love of others. And I agree. And we both flat out agree with that point. Flat out agree. Flat out agree. Sure. But when it comes to something like Pokemon, it sounds like, uh, like I, I don't know. I, I, 
Uh, you keep bringing other analogies in. Uh, I'm oh, just going. It started with Pokemon. I'm bringing it back to where this whole thing started. No. Pokemon demonic symbols being brought into things and saying, I'm okay with it. And then we go. Oh, okay. All right. Into that. So that, this is the thing. I just thing. think you have to be careful. Oh, but I think I take both sides. And that's what I'm saying is the fact of, yes, we agree. Like, like I agree wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly with the fact of we need to sacrificially love one another. We need to take care of of widows and orphans in their distress and lay down our lives and do what's not comfortable for us in order to serve our brothers and sisters. What I'm saying though, is the simple fact, I'm not saying you should just do whatever the heck you want, eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. That's not at all what I'm saying. Then I'm not saying, just give me, just let me do whatever I want to do. Just leave, get out of my life and leave me alone because I believe there. that's where the church has accountability and it has, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, support systems and, 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 the, and the other groups to help drive people to following after Jesus. And I agree with that whole wholeheartedly. I just think that there is a, there, there's a sense of, there's so many times, I, I'm going to be careful how I say this because I don't want to be taken the wrong way, is people have a standard for this is how a Christian should act. And therefore, anyone who does not act that way, they are not a real Christian, mm. which is legalism. Mm-hmm. And I and that's that's what I'm trying to say is the fact that if you take one side too far, you get legalism. If you take the other side too far, you get should we keep sinning so that way grace may abound. You go too far on both extremes of the end, and you can't live in either one of those places. Either one of those, I think, would agree is just wrong. Mm-hmm. But we do need to love and sacrificially do these things. And so I whole wholeheartedly believe with you in that. Um, yeah, Beth is saying it's not a two faced presentation, but it's being wise. It's like I tell my kids the same information based on their age, age and maturity, and 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 and, and I'll, I'll agree with that. And so, but with with this conversation, yes, we need to be wise and be appropriate and and give deference. Like if I go to my in laws church, I'm not showing up in in a flat bill hoodie and shorts. I'm never going to do that at their church. I could do that at my church. But I can't, I'm not going to do it at their church. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not going to put on a suit and tie either. Like. That's just not who I am. Sure. I own one suit and it's the married people and it's the buried people. Like, that's really the purpose of my suit so far. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm really done with it. And so, or, or get married. So, um, but, and so, so I, I don't want people to hear me and go, Mark, you're just a jerk. You don't give a rip about people. That's not true. That's not true. I don't think anybody has thought and, that. I'm just saying, no, I know. I'm, I, I think you, you think I'm taking a ultra Amish position. I'm just saying that's where the conclusion could end. And I, I, this is the what we talked about uh, in the last week's episode, which we just recorded, the the pessimist side we have to be careful with, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You have to be careful with the pessimist side of everything. Well, this is where it's probably going to lead. Well, no, not in the proper context. And if it does, it's because they're sinning, and we have to do the same thing for them. Yep. And I guess I just see it from my side of I have been weaponized against my entire growing up in college and high school of like, oh, you can't do this because you're going to cause them in this, blah, blah, blah. And because that's the world I grew up in. In the world, the fact that it became a weapon to beat people down in submission, to sure. do the rules that this is what I think is correct. So sit down, shut up, because this is what Jesus wants you to do, because this is what I want. But you can take it too far. And, and say, that's what I'm saying. And you, but you could take it the other way too far, which is it's my free liberties and I'm going to do whatever I want and screw you. And I do disagree with that. But that's that's what comes out of the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. That's 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 what I'm saying, and that's why I'm saying stick to what Paul says. Mm-hmm. It's not about legalism. No, it's not. But it's if about it the person to fall, it's about it's about love, man. Right. It's all about love. I'm not going to do anything that causes you to stumble or fall because I love you. Mm-hmm. I might talk to you. I might say, "Hey, man, I think you're messing up here." 
Well, that, and, and I've had people come to me and say that. I'm like, okay, well, why? And we have these conversations, sure. and it's it goes back to let each man be convinced in their own mind based on the uh, scripture that that's we have. That's not what Paul's to. saying, though, either. Paul's not saying, okay, with conversations. It's just saying, hey, look, look, I'd rather just stop eating meats than to cause somebody to fall. Right. I'd, I'd rather stop everything. Even though I have the freedom in Christ to do that, right. I'd rather never do it again to keep somebody from falling. And that's what that's the context of the story, right? Mm-hmm. That's the context of his of his analogy is that, look, freedom is great. But if it causes somebody else to fall because they're weaker, not because they're right, but because they're weaker, mm-hmm. I would rather never do it again than to cause that brother to fall. Right. Let me say my idea is when you're working out, you're never going to make someone bench 300 if they can't bench 100. Like that's coming and meeting them where it's, they're at. Well, that's coming alongside of them, right? right? It's maturing that that the the baby christian that's what right. it is it's about maturing right and so this is where as a pastor as a mature christian you should keep your conversation good among the gentiles you should uh you know abstain from the appearance of evil right. even though you have these freedoms right it's not about exploiting the freedom so it's then, not about so it. then this is the question at what point is uh, this is where i get this is this is the thing with music right at mm-hmm. what point does, do churches have to say, nope, we can't have drums on the set because that's the lifestyle people were saved from? So, the, you know, I, I, that's, I, that's, that's the question I'm asking. At what point do it to say, nope, like it's scripturally not wrong and it's not okay. We love you. Mm-hmm. We trust you. We'll come alongside you. We'll do it. Mm-hmm. But this is what we do. So the, it's not wrong. There's a big Because dip. you're not going into an idol worship place, you know? I think that you don't change a church, right? There's so many churches out there. You don't change a church service if it's following scripture based upon somebody going in and not liking it, right? Mm-hmm. This That's not but what Paul's saying. But how do you take saying. people from one, not what one, one idea to the next, you know? Paul's not, not being a little uncomfortable. Right, but Paul is not saying that. Paul's right. talking about personal life. He's right. not talking about worship as a congregation. He's not talking about that. Mm-hmm. He's talking about your personal life and somebody else's personal life. And you have to keep it in that context frame of mind when you're talking about that. Now you're talking about drums and all that. Hey, man, I'd be like, look, this is this is where we're at. This is where we find it in the scripture. And it, uh, we really want you to be here. But if you don't like it, uh, we're, it's, it's we're not very I don't sorry. like. It's the fact of that's sinful. Like that is the and, backbeat and the and it's sure. the devil's music and the dance and, mm-hmm. and music is moral and all these different things. And they've come for you to you for that conversation. Right? I know every one of those have, conversations. Have you called them the fall? Are Some they, people will say are yes. They, are they back into their lifestyle? People will say in the fundy world all the time, yes. Yeah, so that's where legalism comes in, right? Because what's the intention of it? Is it what's the intention behind them? What's the intention behind you? Are you doing it to say screw you? I got freedom no. in Christ. No, you're saying okay. This is where we came in Scripture, and this is where our church has come together in unity and decided. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, there's other places, right? And I agree. And I'm just saying that the context that we see in 1 Corinthians 13 isn't just the place of worship. It's the fact of they were saved out of this lifestyle. So why would you even flirt with it to drag people back in and fall them into that lifestyle? Which it's the same idea as, as you know, being a part of like the Mormon faith that they were saved out of it. Or if it was part of the new age and part out of it in, in these different things. Like that's more so where, where I'm going into that. Um, so what's the comment you just put up on the screen? Uh, bad company corrupt good morals, right? So we need our brothers help love to carry our cross. Even Jesus needed help at the end, right? Or am I off track? No, I think you're I right. agree, man. I think that, yeah. and I think that's what Mark and I are both saying. Yeah. We're just on slightly side, but, but here, but here's what can I at least say this. We love each other to the point of we're willing to have a tough hard conversation like this and make and make this sucker go long well but 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 again but this is a deal is the fact of we have so many people who are trying to 
shoot and say, well, since you believe that, Fuller, you're a load of crap, dude. You're an right. idiot. Like, well, that's what I people don't. want. And I don't, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying people want to do that and they want to attack the person, not just talk about the argument, come right. together, let's reason together, come to come together and let's reason together right. and try to have these things. And and this is the idea. Let's go back to the Bible. What does yep. the Bible say? Right. Where are we trying to go with this? Am I too far one way? Do I need to come back in? Are you too far one way? Do you need to come back in? Is there truths to both sides? Are there bad sides to both sides? Like that's I what, think if you look at this it, is where conver- this is why conversations are essential. I think it, if you come at it from the pessimistic side where it's go bad one way or bad the other way, both ways are wrong. Mm-hmm. Your way is wrong. My way is wrong at this at this juncture, right? Even though, really, there's there's a line here, and we're just kind of both teetering on this side. We're right. still near. The, we're touching the line, both of us, but we're off like that. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is if you come out here, we both know that this is wrong and this is wrong, right? Saying, screw you guys, I'm freeing Christ is wrong. 100%. Saying, hey, this is legalistic and this... You're sinning. Like this and, is the standard by which it's holiness. So therefore, right. you need and to I don't, sit down, and, shut up, and do and this. Right. And what I'm saying is that Paul is not saying either end. And I agree. Paul Paul I is agree. saying, Paul is saying, look, you love your brother. And if you got to give up anything in front of your brother to make sure your brother don't fall, that's what you do because it's love. It's all about love. It has nothing to do with anything other than loving your brother. It doesn't have to do with I'm going to punish them because they're a sinner which is the, this way, this is the, this is the fundy world you came out of, mm-hmm. which is why I think you're so, you can get hypersensitive with the subject. Well, I do, because I saw church pastors control the, and still they control the crap out of their people right. with guilt. But you can also, you can also be on the other side. And I think this is the even more dangerous place, right? I think, I, still, I think, I think they're equally dangerous. So you got, you got the, the fundy side that is dangerous. But I also, if you're wait, part of the independent wait, fundamental wait, groups and wait, see it out, you'll see it's just as dangerous. Wait, wait. So you, you, this is very dangerous, mm-hmm. but this is more dangerous. Why? Because this, if it causes a, br- a brother to fall, you are sinning against Christ. Mm-hmm. If you abuse the freedom, it doesn't say that about this. It doesn't say this about, Hey, I'm going to make them toe the line. No, it's abuse of but power. It's an abuse I of will power. Say, and they will be held accountable for it too. But whose table did Jesus flip? The religious people trying to put a stumbling, like put a block in between God and people. Sure. Which is what, he the, them in my opinion, and he called them what the fundies do. That's what the fundies do. And he called do. them snakes. Right. That's, that, but that's your opinion. I don't think so. I don't think... I don't think that's their... You got to be part of the funding groups I'm a part of and see the background okay, I came out but of. But I don't think that's the intention. It comes back to intention. I don't think the intention... Of most, not all, but most is to, and I'm not saying all funnies. I'm I, saying like I crazy think because I I came, I, I know quite a few fundamentalists. All right, mm-hmm. and I would say the fundamentalists I know, the true fundamentalists that I know, are so scared to be in this realm of sin. Mm-hmm. That's why they're an extreme this way to stay as far and away I'm from okay that, with as, that as far away from it as possible, and they take it too far. Okay. But their intention is still to love. And I'm not looking at the person. I'm looking at the church leader in that context. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But there's church leaders I know that are fundamentalists that are that way, that they are very strict. You got to wear a suit. You, your hair can't touch your ears. Fundies, right? I went to a fundy school. In my opinion, they just like the 60s I went to, too much. No, I went to a fundy college, went to right? Pensacola. I went to the fundiest of fundy colleges. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, the heart of them people were not the rules. They were, hey, 
we want to stay so far away from sin to, or even the appearance of sin that we we need to be way over here. We need to be against the current. We need to be against so different from the world, which I agree can mm-hmm. be very Amish, right? Mm-hmm. And I, there's a reason why I didn't go to that school anymore. But I would say that their heart and their intentions was out of love and protection, not out of screw you, I'm going to do what I want. Right. And that's the same thing the Jews did, but Jesus was the friend mm. of tax collectors no. and sinners. I think that you know? not, you, not the Jews, you, but the Jewish leaders. If you look at the Jewish leaders, they wanted power. It was about them. It was not about the Jewish people. So I would disagree with that statement. Man, I would say that but it, you don't know the Hiles movement like I do, but and you don't I know would the say, crown movement like okay, I do. I, and they, that is control. I didn't I, what power. did I say? I didn't I said not all, but some. Yeah. All right. No, we're agreed. Even even over here, even in the Baptist, we'll land the even in the Baptist world, there's been abuse of power. There's been sin. Every denomination, every sect of church mm-hmm. has had, all the way back to the early church, has had bad apples. Mm-hmm. You can't throw the baby out with the bath of the water. Is what I'm saying. Right. I'm saying just because. Oh, and I'm agreeing. There's I'm a lo- there's a one. lot of fundies out there. Their intention is love. And they're trying to protect, not all, but most. Mm-hmm. And then I agree. over no, I agree. here, over here is where I say is more dangerous because it's not out of love; it's out of love of self, which we're not supposed to have. We're supposed to die to self. We're not supposed to. We're supposed to take up our cross, follow Him. We're we're called to love God. We're called to love others. Everything. Every time you see self, it's always die to self. Hey, crucify your flesh. It's all about not being self-seeking, but seeking to love others. That is what the entire New Testament is about. And in this culture nowadays... We're in a very high culture, yeah. I feel that even the church is a very me movement. It's very much about me, my personal experience. I don't like drums in the church service. That's a me, right? Mm -hmm. Is it sin? No. Right? Show me in the Bible. Show me in the Bible where the drums are sin. Can't. You can't. David so, played them. So, and that, and that's what it gets back to in those conversations. All right, let's talk about it. What's what's your scriptural? And that's what I'm saying. This? A lot of it goes back to that conversations. Yeah. Right. But but if you go, all right, baggy clothes, women again. Right. Mm-hmm. There there is some scripture about modesty now. But the, again, the modesty was not to draw attention to themselves. So that's right. where now you and have I to agree. get up. Now you have to get into the. All right, is the high high skirt drawing attention? Is the low no. low shirt causing attention? And I'm agreeing. Or or. Hey, are you drawing attention by wearing jeans and a shirt? I don't think but so. But in the Arab cultures, if a man sees a woman's ankle, he's going to lust because that's that's immodest to show an ankle. But that's where you, you got, know you got to go by culture, right? Mm-hmm. So in America's culture, jeans and a t-shirt are good. But in a, yeah, there's a, crop, a lot of dumbass that don't believe in instruments. A, crop, so a comment. A crop top and a, a mini skirt would draw attention, right? And that's where it comes back to. And the, I agree the culture and the intent. Mm-hmm. Right, it all comes back to those two things, and in this this culture that we're in, the American culture, mm-hmm. it's very much me. I want people to look at me for this. I, it's all about the gram. It's all about the this. I'm this. I want vine, this. Baby. I want this. I want that. People look at me. Look at social media. All right, everybody knows that social media is so freaking fake. Sorry, so stinking <laughs> fake. That's my word. So stinking fake that. Nobody's life is as good as what they portray on their social media, right? Guilty. I've done that before in my life where I've made my life look really good, but it really wasn't that good. So uh, I, I think you have to you have to look at the culture we're in, and we have to go against that because I believe that the me culture, the, the self-seeking church is wrong and is evil. 
I think it's totally against what Scripture says we're supposed to do, but which is to be outward seeking. And I agree. Inward. And I, so. and and that's where we definitely will agree on that one. And unapologetically, we agree. We're, we're right. called to love our brothers, and we're called to love our sisters. And, and it's funny that you brought up the. Uh, I'm not going. I'm not going to go too far down this rabbit trail. I promise. I promise. But like you know, when we talk about culture, is the fact of like you know, like you go to England and you. The pastor's like, hey, let's go out. Let's go. Let's, let's go out for a drink. He's gonna he's gonna take you to, to to the pub for a pint. Like that's culture. Whereas here, I'm gonna take you for coffee. Like that's just that's, that's the culture. Yeah, I mean, you know? even that though, you have to be careful, right? Because there and is. I do the, agree. I'm not trying is, to flirt with sin. Yeah, here. I know, right? And that's that's the thing, right? And I think that's where the fundies are trying to be. Yep. Is we don't want to flirt with sin. So if it could lead to sin, we want to stay far away from it as possible. I think it's all about righteous living. They really want to be holy, and they really want to be love the people that. Most fundies, not all fundies, because I can look at anything and see, you know, bad company. <laughs> how, the, how the heck did we even get on this topic? Uh, we were talking about uh, the we're occult. talking about witchcraft. Witchcraft. We start- <laughs> this is what happens when you do an ask us anything an hour, dude. This no is qu- what happens when we don't have notes. This is we get but, this far but off I think, track. But can, can we just call a spade a spade and say this is why I love our friendship? Right. More than any other friendship I've besides our wives. This is what started the podcast right here. Like literally these dude, conversations. Because, and, and one of the biggest ones was about the student. Ooh, maybe we don't do not ask us the question about is student ministry biblical. That's what started. The, <laughs> that was our first one is, is should we have a student ministry? Should we not? How should it operate? That's what a lot of our stuff was. It, well, you know? Yeah, exactly. What are we doing in the student ministry and what's the purpose of it? As it, well, the very first conversation we had at Starbucks. Yeah, and, and, but but here's the deal, right? Is I think it, this is this is where the love of of each other comes into the fact of I feel like we're defending ourselves, like I'm defending us. Is the fact Good. of we love each other so much right. that we're willing to have these conversations to figure it out. And there's a lot of conversations we have that are very theological and have no bearing or meaning in real life. We have those debates too, but this is one where it's like. All right, what does it look like to walk Let's this go! out? What does it look like to walk this out? Did I really turn a one-hour episode into two? Crap, yes, yes you, you did. did. Actually, it was more than one question. I just want to say you had like three questions, <laughs> <laughs> and all three of them took us long, I think. Oh, my. It's okay. Um, all right. So, so Hallie, you can just blame Brooke. Just blame Brooke. <laughs> yeah. just, just say, Brooke, it was your fault. It wasn't my fault. It's your fault. <laughs> Nathan, you've been Nathan, you've been chilling us the whole time. You've been quiet. I unintentionally I, I unintentionally helped. See, girl, you know it too. <laughs> you know it too. I love how Nathan, Nathan, Nathan you've been yeah. hanging out quiet with us, man. You've just been chilling and hanging out. Dude, the fact that you guys have been hanging out with us for almost two, two hours, hours. Holy cow. Dude, Joe, Super my brother in law, I will get a text and be like, Do I really have to listen to two hours? Really? <laughs> and I was like, Yes, you do. We have one episode. We had one episode that went for two and a half hours, but it was actually only an hour and a half for some reason that, that there was just blank audio for an hour and a half and we can't fix it. It's just what it is. So this actually is the first time we've almost hit two hours on a podcast. I, I cannot believe it. But at the end long. of the day, I love you too much to not have these conversations. I love you too, bro. In the words of Beth, I'm going to quote, I'm going to quote homegirl Beth, my, my bride, my wife. She says, your baby mom. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Lennox is coming in. T minus guys. We uh, are T minus eleven days yeah, from I was say, in, like a week from induction. Holy crap. But it's the fact of, you know, I lo- like it's the fact of you gotta love someone so much that you're willing to have the hard conversations. I think that's where it's at. Yeah. Anytime, right. bro. Should right. we land the plane, bro? I think I don't know. No, let's just fun facts. Uh, there's no All other right. ways. Just, let's All just right. do it. Let's just do it. Time for fun facts. <laughs> The fun fact time. Guys, you know we have to record at least another, more. N- another hour, three hours of recording to yeah, do tonight. We've, we've got a lot more content. All right. So here we go. 
Fun fact of the day. All right, give it to us. The hottest chili pepper in the world is so hot it could kill you. The, what? The weapons grade dragon's breath chili pepper. <laughs> the weapons grade? The weapons grade wow. dragon's breath chili pepper is so hot it's downright deadly. If you ate one, it could potentially cause a type of anaphylactic shock, burning your airways and closing them up. Mike Smith says, I've tried it on the tip of my tongue and it just burned and burned. Uh, is what the hobby grower who invented the dragon's breath alongside the scientists of Nottingham University. So why make such why, an yeah? Why the why heck would you make be like, such hey, guys, an impractical guys, pepper? I have an idea. Let's make a weapon grade pepper. So as it turns out, the the chili was initially developed to be used as a medical treatment as an anesthetic that could numb the skin. Oh, that's fair. So it's actually a good good reason. That's fair. That's fair. That is a stupid, hilariously fun. But I just, I simply love the fact of like, this is weapons grade. Like, weapons dang, grade. bro. Like, where, what, what, how bored are you to be like, I'm going to make a weapon grade pepper, y'all. It's going to be hot. We do need to do the hot pepper challenge at some point. Maybe when you come back from your time away with Lennox, that'd be a good time to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm already going to be awake all night. You might as well just have something fun to do in the meantime. I don't know if I would call what comes after the words fun. <laughs> I don't know, man. But either way, in 11 days from live stream, Lennox will be showing up. Um, but by the time this thing's recorded, he's already happy, healthy, living his best life. Yep. But either way, guys, for those of you who have been on here with us with Facebook Live, I just want to say thank you for hanging out with giving us almost two hours. Worth of, and dude, those who this have made is it, longer than Emperor's New Groove. And those who have made it through listening the audio version later on in thank about a you. couple months. Thanks for sticking with us. And if you're if new your to the time. podcast, this was your first intro. What they're a way a, to be introduced to RTC. And they're not all this long. I mean, they're <laughs> long, but not this long. Oh, goodness. But just like always, guys, if this episode was an encouragement to you, make sure you share it with a friend, share it with a colleague, share it with, um, a, I don't know, family member, worker. I don't even know. Whoever. All I was going to say share it with the weaker brother, but that's kind of seemed like a bad joke. So I tried to pull it back and I just stumbled and fell into a really bad that's joke. Right. We so still love you anyway. I needed Mark. a rim shot for that one. But either way. Seriously, share the episode. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review. Also, make sure... Is that Beth who says Vito the Hot Pepper? Yeah, she doesn't <laughs> want to deal with two babies. That's what's up. But make sure you leave a rating and a... Uh, a uh, wow, Beth a review? screwed me up. Review and rating anywhere you listen to. <laughs> you you check, talk about YouTube. Check out the YouTube page. Subscribe. <laughs> hit that bell notification. We will be having some other live stuff coming out shortly. And go ahead and continue to check us out. So when we do go live, you can join with us. I love it. If you have any question you would like us to answer on a show, and we have a whole episode where we can prep and be dedicated for this rather than just pulling a, it off the cuff. It's a lot shelter, Feel shorter. Feel free to legit send us an email, send us a DM, right. send us a message, join the Facebook group, and let's keep these conversations going. We love you guys. Come back, same time, same place, next week. But until then, take it easy. Take it easy.